You're watching Fine and Dandy. Cheers. Hi, my name's Cameron, and you need to check out the Fine and Dandy podcast. You are now watching Fine and Dandy. Watch the Fine and Dandy podcast. Good shit. Hey, what's up? We're Solway, and you're watching, watching Fine, Fine and Dandy. Dandy. Hey, everyone. It's your boy, Blacasso, and you're tuning in with Fine and Dandy. You are now watching Fine and Dandy! So we have Corey on the show today. It's been three years since the last time we had him on. Ep uh, 2. The what? Ep 2. Yeah. Uh, Ball 2. Loop mixtape, man. <laughs> A lot has happened since the last time he's been on, honestly. Funny enough uh, story, Corey's episode has the most views of all of our podcasts. All of our guest episodes and Not great, but you should go watch it. <laughs> no, so I know what to do. Like, comment. Yeah, definitely go watch it so you can kind of laugh at what what we were doing um, back then and where we have come or how far we have come to this point. Uh, But definitely go check that out. That was, um, I want to apologize in advance, like before you check it out, the audio (laughs) is not going to be good and the video is not much better. Conversation? The conversation. May or may not. I don't remember what we talked about. That's what (laughs) you're there for. It was still okay. It It was not (laughs) the best, but it's what you're there for. Yeah, dude. You have to bypass all the other things. The journey. (laughs) It's the journey, not the destination. That's what they always say. That's the foundation. Bigger and better. Make sure you you speak up and talk. Sorry, you gotta foundation. Make sure we're, gonna pick up. we're getting no more uh, technical difficulties on this <laughs> side. Foundation, foundation, like a fucking charity, like an organization. Foundation. Foundation. Where did that come from? I don't know. He said it. Last one's like a foundation. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. We were building the found the cement. Yeah, now we're building. Yes. We're building. We put the cement. Right. We laid the cement. Cemented. We we're cemented into history. <laughs> I don't know. That's where you're gonna go. With I don't that. know. I'm fucking. Yeah. So since then, Corey's gotten married. Uh, how you know? I'm happy for you. Congratulations. We, both Josh and I, were in that wedding. We yes. were. It was beautiful. Um, that was when? When was that? It was not last September year. September two years ago. Twenty twenty. Got married in the height of the pandemic. It was the height. Of nah, it. Nah, the height was Jesus probably like what, March. It's been three. Yeah, years it was still since in then? the pandemic. You know, masked up, all that. Yeah. No, no mask at the wedding. That, that was, was like kind of the height, though. I mean, the height was, was like that first year, really. I we mean, we're going through the shits. Like every month, there was something else that happened. It was yeah. Like what's what's gonna happen this month? Like the killer bees one month. Because I mean, it started. <laughs> like, that's <laughs> like was hilarious. The killer bro, hornets. Like or whatever. Month, yes. Bro. I mean, at this point, it's, it's like every day is a new TV show. This breaking episode: <laughs> Aliens are now invading America. Like, no, we're getting there. We're talking about aliens in Congress right now. Like. I mean, it is that realistic like vision of uh, like the news distracting the masses type shit. Hundred percent. Because it's literally every single day. There's some like it seems like a uh like a comic book news flash type shit like you know what i mean like you just like killer hornets. What will Spider Man do? <laughs> Ever since Donald Trump got elected for president the first time. Cause it started as a joke, a complete joke. Right. Like he was surprised he won type shit, and ever since then it was just bar has been. I don't know if it's raised or lowered. Maybe lowered. I mean, <laughs> it depends on which way you look at it. Cause I mean, like if it has been raised, then we're severely disappointing that <laughs> meeting <laughs> that saying. expectation. 
but if it has been lowered, uh, that's also disappointing to begin with because it wasn't that high to begin with. <laughs> I think we all need to study The Simpsons, all the episodes, Dude. because that's what's coming next. Like, I'm, How much I'm, more shit can they be right about until we're out of episodes? Oh, what was the last like, one? They were right about the submarine yeah, shit. The I think submarine, the submarine shit. It's so weird. Dude, it's just at this point, I think I gave up on uh, humanity, and I was just like, <laughs> I don't care what's next whenever it was like, I'm telling you, when they did the We Are the World with like all the fucking... Yeah. And then they the did the, the go vote, the, the go vote or whatever, and they were all naked. I was <laughs> oh, like, I didn't right. see that. One. <laughs> yeah. I don't know about that. One it was either. like all the like a, I don't want to say B list actors. <laughs> I don't know if that's disrespectful to them, but a bunch of B list actors like they're go naked. vote, and they're like all naked. I'm like, what? Do, what, what is this? Give me one name of yeah. Give me one name of a B list actor that was on there because I do not recall that. Uh, I think Aaron Paul was on. No, I think that was no. That was the I apologize. For oh, I hate okay. that. Yeah, that that one yeah, asked. No, that's, 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 there's <laughs> yeah. too many. I stand with the Black Lives Matter. It's like yeah. I've, I stand with whatever movement too. But this is not the way to do this. This <laughs> is horribly Honestly, done. How funny oh. would it be you get all your friends together like, hey, dude, you want to make a compilation that says. I stand with like <laughs> instantly you know everyone's like fuck no well, I like, think the funniest part about that is like someone that paid for that commercial thought that it was going to have a different effect you know resonate I mean? with someone like thought like this is people are going to want to hear this great PR <laughs> move great PR move. what what's that yeah dude this is going to this is going to really hit them right here. it's going <laughs> to touch the souls of the of the world, we started right? the let's get naked and tell people to vote. Like. That's what I'm saying. Like, I, that's a, that's that? an interesting one. Uh, let me see if I can fucking hold on. I gotta pull this up. Real you have quick. a computer in front <laughs> of you, by the way. <laughs> I know. The internet's on that thing. Too. Uh, no. Technology, <laughs> am I right? Technological. Right. Well, well, he looks that up. Have y'all seen fucking? There's a headset that you pull it. I don't know all the specifics on how. To uh, My bad, but I'm with you. Uh, yeah, there's a headset, and you could like. Google thing. Like you use the internet essentially with, oh, with your brain. Yeah. Are you I talking about the new Apple shit? I don't know if that's Apple. Think, I'm not sure what that so is. So are you saying it's kind of like the Google glasses, but like a whole ass headset type yes, shit? Yes, you're using your brain power to search on the internet. That's oh, Chris kinda, Rock yes. was on this. That's kind of interesting oh. in the way that it's like, wait, no way. Chris Rock was on it. <laughs> Why? These are A-list actors. Yeah, yeah, A-list actors. Even yeah, worse, A-list actors. Most of these people. What, what the fuck is going on? They just slid this, this in the 2020. Right here. How does this have anything to do with voting? Ballots <laughs> can be naked. Oh, my God. You don't vote. That's okay, what they're going for? That was a good that bit. That was the, okay. Yeah, someone was writing that up in the writer's room. That's no why they're striking right now. Because yeah. okay. they're like, fuck. For, we... for the idiot in the room, what does ballots can be naked mean? I think it just means like if you don't like vote. Like if it's blank, someone yeah. else could like fill your shit in. Probably. Right? Like a naked ballot? Yes. Like I guess voter fraud maybe? I don't know. It doesn't matter. Honestly. I don't think it had to make sense because we were in 2020 and nothing made sense. So I it's like, just throw, wrong, throw that out there. But... Put that in the, in the ether for now. And digest it. Just the fact that we moved on from 2020 and like, obviously regular people do, but like the government doesn't acknowledge that they shut shit down. No, really though. Tons of businesses failed. Oh yeah, it was. They like, gave us twelve hundred dollars one or two times, and like, all right, y'all are good. Push, and then <laughs> the taxes on that shit. <laughs> Fuck you, bro. How you gonna... <laughs> now it's 
$4,000 to have a basic house. <laughs> Bro, they're like, hey, yeah, you know that money we gave you to help you out of whatever? Actually, you got to pay on that. That's funny. And then also on top of that, we're going to make the rest of your life unlivable. Okay, so no, a naked, ballot, naked ballots are essentially completed ballots that have been placed directly in a return envelope and are missing a secrecy envelope. So essentially, this is for like the mail-in voting type shit. I guess like you had to put it in a specific type of envelope to send it back. You couldn't just use the return one that it came with. Maybe you had to do some extra shit or something. You think that average, like that video though, That's is really gonna get the people like, <laughs> right. rethinking anything? Like, you know, now that I saw you naked, but not really though. You were like half naked. Now this I'm really is what it is. You must complete your ballot and insert it into the smaller. White secrecy and why is it got to be white? Uh, secrecy <laughs> envelope. This is what Pennsylvania considers to be the clothes for your ballot. So it's a clothed ballot if it's in the secrecy envelope or a naked ballot if it's not. That's how you know we're just making shit up. That is how you know we are just making shit up. <laughs> what the <laughs> fuck is going on? They made a whole ass commercial about that alone is nailing your shit right. <laughs> right. Anyways, wrapping back, back around. I, or the end of COVID 2020, uh, Corey got married. Josh yeah. and I were the groomsmen. Or not the um, groomsmen. Two but of, we, we, had, we were the big ass women. There were two a few groomsmen. <laughs> there was ten we groomsmen, had, but yeah, we were plenty. the groomsmen. Do you want to know yes. something? Uh, <laughs> yeah, very good. Very great. So, you know, like, okay, so Corey essentially uh, let us all give, like, a 30-second. What was, like, 30 seconds, right? It's supposed, supposed to be. It's supposed to be, yeah. supposed, supposed to be. To be. It was supposed, we were on a time crunch. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> just to be fair, though, Corey fucked up and also was part of this. We were all drinking. He let Tell us all drink. Okay, he let yeah. us all pregame. I, I could elaborate on that. So. He, let us all, <laughs> he let us all pregame heavy before the wedding. I will say I did not know what was going on most of the time. Shit's and hilarious. The way you said he let us. <laughs> as in, I'll like, say. He's like, no, guys, you can't stay sober. You have to drink. There's drinks here. You, Kinda. you Don't you dare. <laughs> no, nah, he was like, hey, yeah, go look in the fridge. There's a bunch of bottles of champagne and alcohol in there, guys. Let's pop Bro, another we one. Started, we got there, what, 8, 9 in the morning. You know, we're supposed to get ready. It was nice. I had a little foosball little table late. in there. Oh, my but, God. Yeah. But once I got there, people were already drinking. TV, we had the speaker going. We were chilling. I, was, I will say this. So, like, the, the other wedding, that at, like, the only, I've only been to three, right? Two of the three, I've, I was I was a groomsman in. But the second one that I went to, I was a groomsman. I will say, it was not as much of a party beforehand yeah. <laughs> as, as that one was. Like, we, we were, were turning up. We're that was my up. first wedding, by the way. I was in one when I was, like, really? a child, but I barely remember. It was my uncle's. Yeah. But I, I was like, been, I had no clue, like, what I the order of operations was. like a couple weddings that I didn't know anybody there type okay, shit. Like so it was like, just... I'm there with my mom or there with yeah. like a brother or something like that. Um, I had gone to shit. I'm blanking right now. One of my brother's friend's weddings, I believe open bar, open Question bar. Is it's not a wedding without an open bar. Open bar is necessary. <laughs> don't Joel, invite me. Was it Joel White? Bar. I think I went to Joel White's wedding. Maybe. Okay. No, I don't remember. All right. Fucking up. But Good job. You're <laughs> fucking killing it. I haven't been it. to any weddings, like, before or since that, like, I knew basically everybody there type shit. That was a different experience than just, like, kind of being a voyeur at a wedding rather than being in involved in the oh, wedding. No, I, I had an amazing time. I, mean? I might have been a little biased because it was my wedding. <laughs> <laughs> it was probably one of the best nights of my life. Yeah, you were. I only have one wedding to really And go the bachelor off of, weekend was so fun. Like, yeah. at the, uh, yeah, the Galveston Beach House. Yes. That shit was fucking that was, awesome, dude. <laughs> that was much needed. 
you uh, fun being married? Oh yeah, I know. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's a right. segue. <laughs> yeah. Fun being married. You uh, no really time is married. time is flown. Like we <laughs> said, it was three years ago since September 2020 when we got married. So I feel like three years has flown by. Yeah. Feels like I really think about it, it puts time into perspective. You know, when you think of things like 2020, like it doesn't feel like it. It feels like a long time ago, but at the same time, you're like, holy shit, that was that three years ago. It doesn't think feel about I like uh, the way I think about it is is that like when you look back on time, it doesn't seem like it's that far away. But when you look forward in time, it seems like exponentially far away. Like when yeah, you look, when you yeah. think like three years, years from now, you're like, fuck, I don't. I don't it. Th- I think about it this That's way: scary. it's like if you do the same thing every day for three years, like. You could become like a master at that thing type shit. So theoretically, there's a pathway for you today to become a master of that thing. It just takes those three years. Now, whenever you're looking at it, that three years, it's like, fuck, it's going to take that long. But once you get there, if you're just in it every day, you look back and you're like, damn, three years have passed? It's it's this weird, like, flat. I don't don't know what the word I'm looking for is, like a paradox almost. What were you going to say? No, I'm sure you could say that about, like, the school, like y'all's podcast, like 2019, I'm sure I don't feel like I've had a podcast that many years now. No, at, <laughs> at all. But I was going to say, when you put time in perspective of school, like we're in, that's, we're two years away from our 10-year high school right. reunion. Like, I was, I was like, thinking about that, dude. It doesn't, <laughs> like, make, it doesn't make that much sense. It's very close to that. Like, we graduated in 15. Yeah, and I we're mean, that's two years like away from being out of high school for 10 years. Yeah. As much as, like, that does feel like a long time ago, really, it feels like you graduated yesterday type uh-huh. shit not like right? you know what i, I mean, know but it, does but like, like it doesn't feel like it was that long like a decade ago it doesn't feel that long but it, yeah it ba- basically was like a, a decade ago puts it, it in perspective though but like life has changed so much since then too though we, i mean we've i mean how much have we you know grown since then how much have we experienced like i said you've got you've gotten married since then i mean we lived in that house for house was dope two years the house was yeah. it was it's an experience was was a lot of stuff going on during that time period but I like wait. What I say? No, it's, it's been seven, eight years since eight years since we graduated. Yeah, eight. Eight. That's a fucking. But, but no, no, going back to it, three years is like it flies by, man. But also at the same time, it's like it's one of those things where you, I was talking about this with my grandma. Is that before you know it, it's like almost like you blink, and your whole life has kind of passed you by. Really? But at the same time, you know, you are still living and, like, you're constantly doing this stuff. And it just, it's kind of insane because. I feel like what Josh was saying, like, if you do the same thing, like, every single day for three years, like, you'll get good at that craft. But I also yeah. feel like when you're not diversifying your life, time goes so much faster. Like, if you're just waking up, going to work, coming home, like, maybe you have gym. Hopefully you have gym in your, reg- you know, everyday schedule. But, like, you get on the same track and then time just speeds up, like, so much spend your time like doing different things i feel like time kind of done, it slows down you can enjoy it because when you do new things i feel like it's interact with your brain differently in a way yeah you know? it creates new synapses in your that brain is a good po- that is a good point because i've felt that like a lot recently where like i get in these modes of after work i don't really want to do anything type shit so, so before i like before i know it i'm working a 10-hour day uh coming home not really doing much just trying to like kind of rest and prepare for like the next day or whatever waking up rinse repeat and i like find myself like right after monday damn it's already friday like, how did, did that, that yesterday yeah. how did that happen type shit i don't really like i'm appreciative i don't have to work oh great it's the weekend but like where did my like week just go like yeah. i i thought i had a whole week to be able to do shit now i don't have any more time I will really <laughs> slip away it's like if you could just do those little things that you know you're supposed to be doing you're not doing Week's gonna go by like that anyway. 
like damn i productive during like that's the the daily battle no it really is it's like okay when i was younger you know parents or adults whatever always tell you just you might as well work towards something so that way by the time you know you don't but you're like whatever firm believer in that you know you could do whatever like for me i was always like i'll figure it out right which i mean i am starting to now like i'm actually getting to where like i know what i want to do and shit but now i'm in perspective holy shit they were right. Yeah. <laughs> if you just spend all that time at least working towards something, you know, you give it five, ten years down the road. Especially as you get older, ten years is nothing. Yeah. You know, you, you yeah. look back at ten years, and you know, it's uh, something not that put as it in pers- many put years it as you think it is. Perspective for me was a video that I saw of uh, Eddie Murphy. It was like he was like walking around a set. It was like obviously like an ad for something, but like the message that he was saying was something like. Uh, 75 winters, 75 springs, 75 summers, 75 autumns. That's all you got. You know what I mean? Like it obviously there's some people that live older, some people that don't make it to 75, but <coughs> like when you put it into perspective, like you've already used up a, a third of those. Really? Like the first <laughs> 75 years you've already used up a third of those, you know what I mean? It's like in perspective, if you were to live 75 years we're already <laughs> a third done, you know what I mean? 50 summers, 50 winters, 50... Right, 20 down already now. Exactly. It is a lot to think of it like that. But in that time, does go by. I mean, 10 years is... It seems a long time when it you're looking It seems staggering. For, I mean, we've said it before, yeah. then you look back and you're, holy shit, that yeah. shit, 10 years was nothing. Right. Back to that, like, I could kill three hours on a video game. Mm-hmm. I do that often. I probably shouldn't much. But that time will fly by versus if I spend those three hours doing something else, like reading the news, meditating. That time goes. In the, in the way sense. that, like, uh, you'll kind of put off doing the dishes thinking oh, it's yeah. going to take so long. Uh-huh. And then as soon as you get started, it's like, wow, I have all this time on my hands because exactly. I expected this to be an hour long, but it only took 20 minutes. And that that extrapolates into other things. That it's bullshit like, in time in between the exactly. task you know you're supposed to do. And like, yeah. oh, I'm going to do this, 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 and this before I do that. That's, that's part of like, my, oh. I feel like that's a little bit of my ADHD, though. Like, I'll try to find tasks to do so that I don't have to do the bigger shit. And then you tell <laughs> you yourself, I mean? oh, I, I was at least productive because I got all this done. I got this even though, small shit done. You have one thing you're dreading that you really don't right. want to do. <laughs> uh, that, that kicks in a lot for me. I do that with work shit sometimes. Like, I know I'm supposed to call this homeowner back or do this or do that. And like, all right, I'm going to do the laundry. I'm going to do the dishes <laughs> clean up the man cave <laughs> you know yeah <laughs> like yeah i did i did good today at least when wifey comes home she's like oh you were <laughs> picked up the house <laughs> wow <laughs> like, i at least get that <laughs> wow, you had a great day didn't you? <laughs> yeah. I, did. I did i made us zero dollars today <laughs> i'm a hundred percent commission job i made us zero dollars today made us zero dollars today <laughs> but, but the house is clean <laughs> you're doing so you're contributing you know what what I, mean? oh. I think much has changed since you got married i mean uh, for I reference cory has been has been with a. Uh, his wife for over a decade. We celebrated a decade in June. That's it. <laughs> a decade oh, yeah. together. Yeah, we yeah, went to. It was sophomore year of high sophomore school. Sophomore year, yeah. yeah. Summertime. That's when. We... Nice. Yeah. We went that to different crazy. high schools. Went to different schools. Definitely but you guys knew each other since y'all we were like kids, every, right? Yeah, every minute we could. So we grew up in Chase Park together. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and she actually uh, swam in my pool in like fifth and sixth grade. Like she came over and she oh, was swimming. Shit. So it's kind of like I've known her and her family for a very long time. <clears throat> Or he was grooming her. Yeah. <laughs> hey, listen. Same if you, age, you know. The listen, same age. Hey, is this my camera shot? Or is it this? Yeah. Okay, this is my shot. Listen, if you want a good life, you gotta find. No, I can't say oh that. My God. <laughs> what did Isai say? Find him, find him young. Oh yeah, no, you said what, man? Okay, no, at the, at the wedding. For reference, at the wedding. Got his ass back. Uh, <laughs> one of our friends went up during the speech. Honestly, not something you. Should, her dad, right there, literally. Yeah. 
Uh, so Isai used to uh, date his wife way back when. Like, I mean, first of all, probably around the same time like you knew Chris initially, right? Yeah, yeah. I don't even think they dated. I think they just like. Had a crush on each other. Had a crush, shit, like yeah. a fling, maybe. <laughs> but he decided after that this was the right choice. He said, one man trash later. is another man's treasure. Literally 10 years later, he was like, this is my time yeah, to right. shine. <laughs> <laughs> it's one of those things where I was laughing because I was kind of drunk. Like, uh, bro, we were laughing because it, it wasn't like a funny joke. It was like. There's no it way like he the just audacity. said that. Like, <laughs> like, he said that because he was hammered. Like, he, was. he was. We were all hammered. Yes, we were were out, like, yes, so, so for reference, like whenever you give a speech at a wedding, you're given a champagne glass, right? Yeah. And you're supposed to like be giving a toast, and that's what kind of the speech is for. So you kind of hold up the champagne champagne glass, and at the end of your speech, everybody. Da, 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 da. This how Daniel was given his champagne glass, and immediately was like. Thank you. are <laughs> <laughs> like, no, Daniel, no. Yeah, I didn't Bruh. have a champagne glass. I as they were giving, it. as other people were giving the speeches, I forgot that as well. And I'm standing there next to Chris, and I'm drinking my champagne. And then, like the uh, project manager lady, she comes and brings me another one. She's like, <laughs> and I was like, oh, <laughs> my bad. For like, sure, just, please. They're <laughs> so long, though. There's so many like. Now that's the only thing I could if I would change just shorten all that up. That's just the thing about standard. having like a big wedding is the festivities of it all. You know yeah. what I mean? Like I feel like it, you do kind of get lost in it. It's like who is this? Is this for us still or is exactly. this for y'all for the yeah. show? Yeah, because yeah. we did rehearsal the day before and I thought we were gonna go through everything we're gonna do the next day. And they're like, no, this, so this is where y'all gonna get ready in the morning. You walk here, mm-hmm. we go in here, and then that's the wedding. Right. I was like, I have no clue what's going on. So they were grabbing me left and right yesterday. I don't know what I'm supposed to be doing. I'm just going with the flow. I will say, yeah, as a non-married person, I've always had the thought that weddings are fun for everyone except for the people getting married. It was very <laughs> stressful. You say that, but I don't know. I would say your wedding, being in that one, was more sh- a little more stressful in terms of like. There's just a lot strength. of us too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. People were just like there was so many people that like. We were spread out. So, like, yeah. whenever they were trying to get everyone for the camera and the pictures, it was like, wait, this person's in the restroom. This yeah. person had to get their, something out their car. This but person's no, doing that, this. That's this what I'm saying. So, the last wedding I was in, right, we we did everything. And it was just, like, it flowed really, really well. And at the end of it, after we, like, they did their vows and everything, because you know, we're all still up there, camera person came up and said, y'all stay here. Got the pictures right then and there, like, right where we all needed to. It's like, if y'all want to get any other pictures, we can go out here, right here, and take these. I will and also. That was all. Instead of being, you know, at the beginning where everyone's like, I don't know when. To, and they're like, all right, pictures yeah. now. And everyone's like, scrambling <laughs> last minute. Like, let's. And it was so damn hot. Y'all's photographers were not the most professional. They were terrible. They were not the Bro. most professional, to be fair. They were, like, not really knowing what to do. Just kind of sitting all. around. Our shit. pictures came back pretty terrible. Our video was pretty awful. It actually came <laughs> up on my phone the other day. <laughs> my manager sent me something through Dropbox, and I haven't looked at my Dropbox, and the wedding video happened to be in there. Damn. And I went through and, like, just fast-forwarded through lots, lots of parts of it. This was, like, two days ago. And it was, like, the... The actual like part on the dance floor, he just set the camera like in Dude, the corner, like he said it. In he the just put here. it on a tripod. Yeah, and that that was the whole. There was no extra. Like was that was tri- the end of the video. That was it was a tripod on wheels, so oh, yeah, some yeah, other people were like grabbing it and like moving it around and shit. The video we got back, it was in one spot the whole time. So we have the same people dancing in one corner, like you're getting the same shot the entire time. It's like yeah, we'd really like to see everyone at the yeah, wedding. Who'd y'all who'd y'all hire? The wrong people, apparently. Yeah, it didn't <laughs> yeah. seem like anyone's I family know. or anything like that. Yeah, it, just it wasn't like a, like an outside I source. I was very hands-off. I had one part to do. 
got the cake and that's the dress. Ideal. And that that's was, ideal. Yeah, because I, I didn't want a big wedding. Yeah, really, I was like, let's go to small weddings and take all that money with go on like a vacation or something. That's the big. That's what. Uh, now we're gonna do a. She big wanted, wedding. yeah, she wanted a yeah, big one. So I was like, if y'all want to pull that money together? Then of course, yeah. Oh uh, well, no, I mean, uh, her dad's can pay for. Yeah, no, we broke it up. We have a lot of family. I have, I have that thought process. Like, I really like. Don't get me wrong. The only reason I don't want daughters is because that is a financial. <laughs> like, at some point, I'm dropping thirty, that's thirty racks on the wedding. Like, that, that, tr- that whole tradition is great as long as you have sons. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the last wedding I went to, that shit was like fifty. Yeah. Well, the venue alone was thirty. That's, I feel like that's average. For ours, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like, I feel yeah. like fifty is on got, like the average like, level. I would say yeah. That's what I meant. The venue was like fifty yeah. k. Yeah. Oh, yeah, so yeah, expensive. Yeah. But it was at a vineyard. The last one I just went to was at a vineyard. And like what is a a vineyard? Is it just like a vine yard? I heard this on a podcast. <laughs> no, it really is. Wait for it. Yes, it's like translator or some shit. It's literally a vine yard. Like it, 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 when, grapes. In they grow the grapes. Yeah, for the wine. Yeah. Yes. Okay. But it's, but it's like, like beautiful for weddings. I never got that. Like no, it is kind of like honestly, the venue was yeah, it was beautiful. Like because that's what I'm saying is it's like it's a part of growing wine, having like aesthetically pleasing places. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> no, I think it just what does insane. it help the wine? <laughs> so this vineyard though, honestly, what was insane? He's he whenever uh, the groom was walking us through it, you know, because he's one of my good friends. I haven't seen him in a, I hadn't seen him in a while though, because he lives he lives pretty far from here. But uh, he was telling me that, that that venue was built by uh, this guy whose daughter was getting married. And he didn't really like any of the venues. So he just got a venue built for his daughter to get married in. At a vineyard? That's some fucking crazy ass shit. Right? <laughs> I was like, what? what? Like, no, You're going to drop the bridge. We visited 10 venues today. <laughs> they were all pretty ass. Um, we did see that plot of land on Route 66, though. Yeah, what if we just built one? <laughs> yeah, just got the venue built. That's great. Like rent it out afterwards because like the wedding. I mean, you have that's, to. That's what he does. Now. There's no yeah. way you yeah. don't. I would say going through that like that. Like I didn't do it very hands on, but I saw Chris going through all the stress of planning all that. The wedding industry is the biggest scam industry of it all time. It seems like the it. most yeah. basic shit costs so much money. It's ridiculous. It's outrageous. It it's seems just like little things you gotta follow. Whenever you hear that, like the the full wedding, like uh, if, whenever you hear about like a like a million dollar wedding type shit. It's like, what the fuck costs a million dollars? Like, right. Jesus Christ, If it, even if the venue was 100K, what did exactly. you spend $900,000 on? Are, like, you giving, are you giving all your guests 100 grand? Like, uh, <laughs> thank you for showing up. Appreciate you, dog. Here's a stack. Like, but I don't know. That's what I'm saying. Is it's, like that, it's not just like the wedding industry, but there are certain things where I'm just like, why do we spend so much on aesthetics? You know what I mean? Like, I feel like it's, it's all just marketing and branding. It's all yeah. America's just a big capitalist. <laughs> like anything you can start up business with and do it, and then you have good marketing, it's gonna stick. But we are also like, in a way, like brainwashed to want shit like yeah. that, though. You know what I mean? Like once we see a big wedding, you're like, man, I don't know yeah. if I want to pay yeah. for it, but that does look like a fun. That's time, the marketing. You know what I mean, it's the marketing. I, I do the FOMO. Like wedding, I need all my friends there. Yeah. I don't need it, but honestly, if I'm gonna make it a night to remember, why would I spend a bunch of money and not? I'm not opposed. Have all my friends. I'm not opposed to like eloping and then doing a big celebration type shit. Yeah, that's right. I feel like that like, makes the most sense. That that's what I'm thinking is, is like whenever you're talking about the ceremony, I never really got the idea of like your cousin's nephew's fucking sister being there. I don't yeah. care about that. You know what I mean? Want. Like, I, I it does that's seem the, like only the people you really want there should be there, but. If there's a big wedding, you're like, well, we gotta invite the whole family type exactly. shit. And I'm not saying the whole family shouldn't be there. What I'm saying is, is that like, 
once you get to that point, it becomes like less about the couple and more about the event, if that makes sense. Where you could just have the ceremony to celebrate the couple's love and then do the celebration after once they go through with the I do shit. I said, uh, it was, I mean, you enjoyed it, right? I did enjoy it. Yeah. I feel uh, it did fly by, though, like in, in the day, like when oh, we yeah. were walking Is at the end, the whole sparkler thing. I actually did eat, but it was very hard to eat because I don't know if you remember, but we're sitting at a table like in the center of everything. And that's when everyone's coming up to like hug us. Oh. So, you know, no one's been able to talk to us the whole time because we're doing the whole ceremony. And then we all walked in. And then after that, it was time to eat. Everyone was grabbing plates and then coming like literally everyone there. Yeah, everyone there. It's just a line that doesn't <laughs> stop. So it's like a bite of my fajita. And then, <laughs> I like, getting the hug, taking a picture. Yeah. yeah. It's crazy. Uh, I did get to eat, but I don't remember much of it. But the day just, it went by so fast. Yeah, probably. I kind of regretted it, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's probably part of yeah, it. Yeah, when you started, 8, 9 in the morning with mimosas. married. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, that was, I think, really? the height of all of them. Yeah. Just, like, party. Uh, shout out to y'all for so making it down the aisle. I was I, like, as long as... <laughs> I, was, I walked with uh, your sister Courtney, and I was yes. I thought that they told me, me and her were first. First of all, me and her were beyond high. We were both <laughs> loaded as shit and drinking. So <laughs> like I I had the thought in the back of my head like if anyone's gonna fuck this walk up, gonna be us. <laughs> no matter what, like there's nobody else that has at musk at much at risk in during this fucking walk. <laughs> Everyone had, everyone was struggling. All my sisters told me <laughs> that like, I had old Carlos up. He almost fell. Oh, dude, Los did almost fall. Yeah. Well, he was, he took it to another level. He said, let me drink a little bit out of this champagne bottle, pour my <laughs> orange juice into the champagne bottle. Oh, so, yeah. That. So the champagne his bottle champagne was his bottle mimosa. Was a yeah. mimosa. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, it was like eight, nine bottles in there. Pretty much all had our own bottle before uh, the wedding even started. That is true. <laughs> what a great time. One for the books. Yeah, so many things. Run it back. Run, Run it back. back. <laughs> it's like right, wedding round annual, yeah. to. I'm telling you, though, five years we'll do it. Just wait. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. Th- my wedding's about to go crazy. I'm not going to say that. I'm not going to say that. Album's <laughs> dropping. Yeah, right. Just <laughs> wait, though. It's about to go Tune crazy. Did <laughs> die. I remember I made a post. I was like, dude, my wedding's about to be fucking biggest homie fest. <laughs> All the homies just squatted up, bro. I'm probably going to have one of the homies DJing, to be real. Homies probably going to be the photographer, dude. I like, literally just yeah, we'll squatted up and have it. Real. Hell yeah, dude. I mean, you, I mean, let's be real. Like, I, I, all my friends are doing some shit. What am I gonna pay someone that fucking I don't give a fuck about? That that's gonna set the tripod up and put that shit in the corner and be like, yeah, you might be a professional, but I don't give a fuck about you. <laughs> my homie, dude, homie do it for a burrito, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> fuck you. shit. Yeah, no, congratulations, though, three years ago. <laughs> yeah, no, congratulations, though. I appreciate okay, it, dude. Yeah. Good, good shit, for sure. <laughs> yeah, we really did that <laughs> three crazy years ago. Though. I mean, shit, we've come a long way. I mean, we were living in... No, we we were living in the house. No, no we weren't. No, no, we weren't even before. living in the house yet yeah. when no, we no, recorded that last one. No, oh, oh, no, we, we weren't. Recorded the last you were, I was going to yeah. say for his wedding, wedding we definitely... Yeah, I was going to say yeah. wedding, but... Yeah, I was going to say we were at your... Uh, when we recorded chances. the last one. Yeah, if we were... No, but I mean, like, you were still at your mom's, and I was in Green K. Struggling, busting it, struggle busting it up. Kind of miss not having rent. <laughs> Don't we y'all? Now, now Corey's in solar, uh, trying to you know go to the sun. <laughs> trying to go to the. Sun. I, I <laughs> am. He's selling the sun. I dude. am the sun. 
He is, dude. It's out in the sun. Oh, solar's been solar has really been a journey. There's something in solar, solar called the solar coaster. <laughs> yes, Josh knows it very well. Because especially when mo- most solar jobs, are, you're 100% commissioned. So, yeah. You know, you have your ups and your downs. You know, you might make a huge sale, and then you might not make another sale for like three months. So you got to be smart with your money as well. Just you get like a big like learning to live off a lump sum of money after being. Having I had used to have three scheduled payments. I worked at Sprint and T Mobile for like over three years. So, so you that was two. two checks and then I get two checks check. and I get my commission check. But I get mm. to see what my commission check is. I'm building my commission check for the next month. So if I'm having a killer month, I know next month I'm getting paid. Okay, I got twenty five hundred on the way. You have an idea the of what you exactly. Can use so as I know I know what my base is, and then I know what you know my extra commission is. And mm-hmm. commission was just all play money for me. So I, right. I did love that job. Like it's a great job for like when you're in school because mm. it's like low maintenance. You're working in the AC, got people coming to you. Working in the mm. cell phone store, like everyone, ninety percent of people have an iPhone. Yeah, what I you're mean, selling is accessories and insurance. It's not yeah. a whole lot of like um, room to grow in that industry, but it's definitely exactly. a good job for it's, like it's a, a good stepping stone job. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. the pay is good enough, you know, you get base pay and then you get well, but yeah, it's easy to get stuck in that trap and get capped out. Yeah, you're just like, like the, the best bank. thing you can go for there is like sales manager. Yeah, you could be the manager, really then you're making fun. like ten, fifteen k more than everyone else, but now you're getting. Now you what sucks so about being a manager there is people know where the cell phone store is at and they know if they want a phone. <laughs> There's only so much I can tell you or text you or call you that's going to make you come get a phone right now today. Right. So when you're a manager, you're getting yelled at, oh, you're only at oh, 15 yeah, activations and, this month. You're supposed to be at 50. doesn't give a fuck about that. Of course your boss not. is like, oh, you, I, don't, I don't care if your mother dies. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Your numbers are down. <laughs> exactly. Get it together. And when you are the boss, you've got your boss, district manager, yeah. you know, shitting down your throat for the same shit. So, like, that's not something I want to get caught up in. Right. I've worked through, I've seen high turnover and that location right there in 96 by my house. Uh, I was there for three years. That's the only store I was at. And we had probably six or seven different managers. Jesus. Uh, what I did, I mean, I got a good experience of working for many different management styles because you know, everyone's mm. different in how they choose to manage and you know, playing favoritism, not playing favoritism, all those things. That kind of helped me in my career just to learn how people are when they're in a management role. What to do and what not to do. Exactly, because it's a hard balance when you're in a management role because you want to be like cool with everybody, but if you're too cool, then they start to like, take advantage of you. You're not no. their friend, but exactly. you also don't want to be their enemy. got to toe that line. So, solar, I'm not really – I've helped a lot of people. Let a lot of people go on ride-alongs with me. Just like get to steal the, the secret sauce. When you're in the home with mm-hmm. somebody, that's what's hard about solar. There is no pause. There is no break. There is no one to lean on. You got to be on your shit in the home and you're building trust. I'm trying to get you to sign a 40, 50, 60, sometimes $100,000 loan. Same period of me meeting you. Mm-hmm. You have to have full faith and trust in me that I know what I'm talking about because you're not going to sign if you. I will say, from my experience of like not just solar salesmen, but salesmen, period, you do have your shit together. You're very organized, uh, like from what I was seeing uh, in, in shadowing you, but also working with you. Uh, you're very organized and very punctual about your information, which is refreshing for a salesman because most salesmen rely on the the um the script and what if they can't really like mold the conversation back into that script, then they'll just accept the L and and get out of the home. I genuinely like I like solar because every day uh, it is a lot of driving, so you never know who I'm gonna meet. I kind of do enjoy that and. Just what's that? Oh, I got you. Just, just having uh, just conversations with people because, like you know, they say make a sale, make a uh, make a friend, make a sale. Mm. But, like you know, just actually getting learned about people. Like most sales reps going in there, and then people get blown up with solar. Like, mm. It's like calls, phones, all. 
It's actually going in there and talking with them. It's so much random stuff you learn about people. Yeah. Quick side story. I met this look, straight method guy. Like, out of there. The first time I knock on this guy's door, I pull up and he has like a little courtyard in front. So, like, you know, a little small gate before mm-hmm. you actually get to his front door. Right. And it looks sketchy. His roof is like ripped up, mm. uh, busted windows, trash all up in his yard. Like, it's bad. It's like, it's like, bro, I told myself before I even walked in that, before I knocked on the door, I was like, I'm not going in this man's house. <laughs> I was like, I'll sell you outside if I even sell you. He opens the door. Older white guy, super long, like nasty, greasy hair, shoulder out of place, oh. swollen, feet swollen, like huge, looked like he had like Hulk-sized feet. This dude had got like beat up. He told me that some some people broke in, put him in his, his own courtyard, put him in a chair, tied him up, pistol whipped him, like beat his ass. <laughs> I, I think he's I think he's a dealer. I think he's a plug. <laughs> and or maybe not a good one. And some people maybe found out where he was one. at. Yeah, but also he told me that uh, this is what like sketched me out. I think about calling the cops. He told me that he saves kids. I asked him like what he does for a living. He's like I save kids. I was like, what do you mean by save kids? <laughs> he was like, like I find them like under highways and like in the forest and stuff. And you know I bring them in my home and like I, I save them. I take care of them. It was like very, very weird vibe. That's a weird, weird way to word like. Maybe Trapping? like trying to rehabilitate people. Oh, yeah, that's a weird yeah. way to word that yeah. because it does sound like trafficking. Yes, this guy. But, I mean, like there are people who like will find addicts and like bring them into their home and try to like care for them and yes. do like rehabilitation. Yeah, but this this, this was not. That. I don't think this is that. This was him justifying <laughs> keeping junkies in his house. Yeah. And the reason his shit was torn to shit is because he would go get find like you know young kids that ran away and shit and keep them there and then like let them do drugs there. And they're having like psychotic breaks, and he said one time they like got a kid got on the roof, and he was like ripping all his shingles off and like losing his shit. Holy and shit! Yeah, I knew after thirty seconds of talking to this man, I'm not gonna sell him, but I'm like, I already drove an hour thirty to get here. I'm about to, I'm about to get some conversation. I'm like, I'm about to see how crazy you really are. And I, I did end up taking a video. It's like a five minute video. This man had every lie in the book. He told me that he was uh, married to a multi billionaire that's running the country. He oh. golfed. He golfs with Trump on the weekends and uh, what's that, Mar-a-Lago in Florida. <laughs> he told me that the government is uh, – oh, no, he had rocks, bro. He maybe, had so maybe many – Trump's dealer. <laughs> maybe he's Trump's maybe coke Maybe he dealer. could be the guy living in – I forgot. He was somewhere in some ghetto neighborhood in Houston. But uh, he had these rocks. Not Mar-a-Lago? No, not, not there. Not quite. How'd you get that lead, I think, is the, – The funny thing is, I'll tell you, I ended up going up to this house twice. <laughs> I ended up getting this lead again. It circled back to me. But the, the second time I knew, I was like, I'm not talking to this guy. But uh, <laughs> I actually did sign this guy. He knocks again, like, look, I'm back. <laughs> I knew he was bullshitting, but I signed this guy. He said he was going to pay cash. He told me that he didn't even have his electric bill under his name. I remember getting his mom's number and calling his mom. <laughs> I, I signed him just to sign. I'm like, I'm putting numbers on the board. It's a cash deal, so I don't lose anything. Like, there's no one to call. No financer is going to be pissed off for the deal canceling. And if you don't, you know, the first payment's due in like two weeks. If you don't pay, then I'm. I already didn't have I a sale, care. so now <laughs> if you miraculously come up with the money to pay for a solar system, then Sick. <laughs> awesome. I don't give a fuck. I'm, not, I'm leaving here with the sale, so it is what it is. But no, this man had rocks, like a whole rock collection, and he swears that they were like alien rocks, and him and his little, I don't know, people that lived in his house, so I don't say boys or whatever, they would, yeah, they would go uh, rock searching, and he showed me rocks for like a good 20 minutes. He has some cool looking rocks, but he was. <laughs> I was like, he has some cool like, looking rocks. But, I'm honestly but surprised. He was convinced that, they were from the moon and shit. Spent 20 minutes with him. I spent if probably not a good more. 30 with him. That's hilarious. Yeah, just chilling in his courtyard, just picking his brain. Just because he was so interesting. I think yeah. he was a schizophrenic, but also like heavy on the drugs. 
uh, yeah, the drugs will do yeah. that. The yeah. drugs will induce schizophrenia. But just <laughs> at a yeah, but like point. schizophrenia, like BPD, those people actually tend to lean more towards drugs. Well, it's weird. I, I, no, I, I, I could definitely that, tell. Actually, he told me that like <laughs> aliens watch him at night. If I if I stay there, he told me if you stay here till it gets dark tonight and you look up in the sky, there's got to be three distinct uh, alien ships that watch me. And then he said, if I hop in my truck right now and I go, there's going to be eight or nine undercover FBI agents like coming to watch me. This guy was. What if it's all true? Completely. What, what if it's all true, though? Like, what if he was telling me the, the absolute truth? He was saying some crazy shit. Some stupid crazy shit. <laughs> some crazy <laughs> shit. <laughs> he told me. He said he calls a chump on the no, weekend. I, 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 <laughs> I have the video. He said, you know what this is? And he pointed at the ground. I was like, the concrete? He was like, yeah, I invented that. <laughs> like, <laughs> he's like, my family. Invented. His last name was Barrett. His name was Robert Barrett. He also told me that his... I don't know if we should say that. Uh, <laughs> he's on that thing. It's fine. No. <laughs> he's already on the FBI. Yeah, yeah he's already... For the, putting, he's putting any extra... He's up there. <laughs> I'm saying, but he Juice was telling me name. that uh, it was his grandpa that like created the Barrett 50 cow. And I was like, that might be the only thing maybe slightly, slightly true. But with Barrett Concrete. I have though. it on video. <laughs> I, I turned on my video and I just put my phone in my pocket because I was just trying to get all the shit he was saying captured. And then... You could just hear me say, concrete? <laughs> it was like, you see this right here? And I was like, what, this? And I stopped, like, concrete? It's like, yeah, well, I invented that. <laughs> I was like, what the? So this man was, like, off his fucking right. That's hilarious. See, I've met some pretty interesting people from doing solar. Never that interesting. Now, he was Never the most. That, that was crazy. the most extreme case. Most, the most interesting people I met was this dude who was uh, a lawyer, but he worked in specifically music law. So he wrote contracts and all different types of like all the business side of music. Like you, you there's like I don't know if you know about that this now because you're kind of d diving into like sound and stuff like that. But there's like a whole. I didn't even really understand it whenever he was explaining it to me, but it makes sense on the back end of how like <laughs> those contracts and stuff that are written up by the labels and stuff. Like you have lawyers that do that. Oh. I always just assume that it's like just a civil like lawsuit lawyer, lawyer shit that just like no. it gets yeah, hired specific on to do music that. Yeah, you know yeah. Music mean? business is a whole thing. I, I never yeah. before this conversation with this guy, I had never realized that there are like lawyers that specialize in specifically just writing up contracts for like entertainment business and yeah, stuff yeah. like that. I, I didn't I didn't realize that that was a thing. I just always thought that these companies will get like a generalized lawyer to come in and just do it. You know what I mean? But whenever he was telling me about it, like, he was telling me, like, obviously he could have been lying. Yeah, he had no reason to be lying because, I mean, all yeah. he actually was able to provide evidence for a lot of the things he was saying. But something that he was saying was like, yeah, I've been in the room with, like, Kanye West before. Uh, what's, what's the bitch that, that did the photography? Lady Gaga. Um, but like a bunch of like top music producers and artists and stuff like been in the room with them obviously yeah. writing up their contracts and shit it's not like he's buddy buddy or anything right yeah, yeah. yeah. But, but he's but worked still, he's bumped but shoulders still, with these like, people yeah to have him like kind of give me like a prognosis of like what his experiences were with those people and like in that industry that was the initial part of that crazy encounter after the first like 45 minutes like of us talking back and forth him giving me a couple stories me educating him on solar a little bit he was like honestly man i'm not gonna sign today um i might sign on like in the future 
I'm not really not that interested, and the numbers don't really look that good. But if you want to hang out, we can. <laughs> and like, I'm talking about dude had a full bar. He had like one of those uh, fucking projector screens, like with the golf shit, like where you swing and it like goes like on the the golf shit. He had like a whole sports memorabilia thing. He had a full restroom with like decked like thousands of dollars worth of Beatles memorabilia type shit, like. It was plugged in. It yeah. was one of the craziest <laughs> houses. Like I was like, I don't yeah, care if I'm not getting the sale. I'm down. <laughs> Let's do it. <laughs> so we just started drinking. Just started. I canceled my later appointment. <laughs> I was just like, I'm like, fuck it, dude. This is fun. It's dope. Insane. And both of those on a different spectrum. I'll say, solar will take you. It's a solar coaster. Solar coaster. Both of those sales didn't go through. It's fine. <laughs> I got a couple. My manager just got a sale yesterday. Uh, this guy, twenty years, was in prison for twenty years. Said it was the most uh, scary and sketchy sale he he's ever gotten. Made some bread off of it too. But, crazy. Yeah, but uh, we were all like laughing and shit. And he's like, "Y'all want to be laughing if y'all know what he got out of prison for?" And it was like murder and aggravated a sexual assault of like an eleven year old. He's like, he told me that within the first thirty seconds. <laughs> I was like. <laughs> what? Still That's got the sale. I was like, charge the fuck out of them. He deserves <laughs> <Yeah>. it. <laughs> but, but fuck. But yeah, you're sitting across from, sitting across the table, and you're in their home. Yeah. I'm like, and my manager's a big ass dude. So, yeah. Is everything fine now? So, I don't care how big you are. If you're sitting across from a murderer, that's just a different, absolutely different person. Yeah. No. Absolutely. <laughs> Built different. There is something different about like knowing that too. Like, I mean, you. I'm sure with how prevalent murder is in our society, you yeah. probably are sitting across from a murderer. More, not more than you know. More than <laughs> you know. Yeah, absolutely. So, like, yeah, no. there is something about knowing it that yeah. makes it, like, that much more creepy. This oh, man killed weird, someone, yeah. and now I'm going to sell him solar panels. <laughs> right. Stuff, though. I'd like, ah, I think I'm going to come back. You know, actually, I got the wrong. You know, you get the right house. No. No, 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 no. And then they're like, what did you just say? Actually, I just <laughs> was the right house. This yeah. is the right house, but it's like 100000 <laughs> Y'all know the uh, like the Mexican meat market uh, stores? They're like um, yellow. You know, like Yes, I met the guy that owns all of those. Really? Yes. He lives I, in Houston. I met the guy that owns all of the Houston area, Taco Bell, Wendy's, and oh, Popeye's. Shit, like, he's it's one guy that owns all of those He has them all franchised? Yeah, he has them all franchised. Yeah. But it's like Wendy's, Taco Bell, uh, Popeye's, and I think a couple Jack in the Boxes. Yo, when you drive through Houston, you realize how many fast food places yep. there are. You can go five minutes and, and there's corner. another one on there. It's like, how much money are they actually? It's, I mean, you got to think that because it's so spread out, it's not that much. You got to think that, like, there's only a certain amount of people. I'm, I'm not saying, saying not that much, but I'm saying is They're making money. Yeah, I think it's a lot, yeah. Oh, oh that, that guy's making a fuck ton. Yeah. No, yeah, yeah. I thought you meant like each individual oh, location. I was gonna say it's probably not as much as you might think with how many, like, how saturated the market is with a fast fuck food. Fuck ton of people in Houston. Though. Yeah, there it's is, but there's also a fuck. There's like at least ten McDonald's in fucking one zip code. Yeah, <laughs> each one is franchised by different people. Yeah, usually we got two right here within five miles of each yeah. other. Not even probably like three. If you were talking about gas stations, there's a shell on either corner of the. <laughs> Competition shell here man. and across the street is a separate shell. It's like, what are we doing? Yeah, the franchising will do well. 
Nah, sales definitely uh, builds character, though. I feel like, because you got to get denied a lot. You it does, bro. Constantly. Rejection is the name of the game in sales. Go. Yeah. Love averages. Worst part is living in Houston. <laughs> is we have some of the longest drive times, like, in solar. Especially, I live on the south side. 90% of my appointments are, like, KD, spring, or further. Driving mm-hmm. an hour 30, and if it's not a good set appointment, that could be an hour 30 or two hours waiting in traffic just for someone to say, oh, no, I rescheduled. Do you have a location? Do you have, like, a shop you'll go to? We have a warehouse now. Oh, yeah. oh really? We have a warehouse and an office. Oh, shit. You drive yeah, there first? It, yeah, it's like, like an hour away, though. So you drive to the shop? I don't go. We, we meet, like, twice a week. If I don't have to be there, but if I, like, I want an office or we used to have a, this badass office at uh, Galleria. It was uh, like on the 20th floor, had a corner view. Like, badass. Isn't it crazy? Though? Like, honestly, solar is a big market, but I just, I feel like, like ah, I should know the pyramid scheme. There's so many. Well, people are just used to pyramid schemes at this yeah, point. No, yeah, solar is probably like the best, I would say, if you have sales. Best right now, just because it's like recession proof. Because your electric bills are going to continue to get higher, especially times, and you're locking in like a just a lower rate with solar, as long as you qualify. Like I truly, yeah, no, it think makes about, sense. Think about this, especially with like the heat right now. Sun's beaming, oh, dude. Yeah. Texas hey, in the guess summer. What? Guess what? That shit's helping your solar. Yeah, Fuck it. Oh, for sure. Well, yes and no. Just depends on how you look at it. Right now, this is like it's the best time to sell, but it's also like. If you don't sell now, you're fucked because the rest of the year is about to get. It's gonna die down. It's, yeah, this especially is once you get into like what Winter is it? Like November. Yeah, November is when it starts like super dead. I didn't really work from November until January, February. February. Yeah, yeah. Luckily, which is nice. Though. That's you the know, thing. If you make a couple nice like, sales, you can just kind of. That's what he was talking coast. about earlier. Is like once you're on that like income, uh, schedule. Where you don't know when your next check is coming, when you don't know when the next sale is, and you have to kind of live off of what you, the lump sum that you created to this point, that has an expiration date because there is a certain point. point where people's electric bills go back down. They're like, I don't need solar. My shit's low. Well, you know, how can you save me money? I'm already paying da 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 da. Exactly. You know what I mean? That so pain's like, not there. That, that incentive is gone. Is, so now you're now really. You gotta- now you're really. Now you gotta say, pull up your you. bill, look at June, July, and August, and now feel this pain of when you're paying, you know, three, four, five hundred dollar electric bill. You want to pay that again next year? Yeah. That's yeah. the only yeah. argument that yeah. you have. <laughs> Some people are like, my bill was seventy dollars last month. Not gonna Fuck. <laughs> well, I guess that's all we have today, yeah. sir. <laughs> what he's saying, that number in the bank account, though, in the summertime is good, but you don't just because you have a certain number in the bank account. There's no guaranteed extra money coming back on top of that. Right. Uh, you view that money a lot different. Like if I get hurt or something happens, like that money only dwindles. I don't have any other income coming back in. So I'm trying to just keep doing my solar shit for now, and then like start a side business, get other streams. That's so, yeah. been like something I've been trying to focus on recently because I have, both without being, without explaining it too much, I have pretty much stopped my other sources of income outside of my yeah. job. Yeah. So now I'm trying to like adjust to just having one income and trying to build out having separate incomes, if that makes sense, in different ways than I am used to. I think that's fueled your mentality, though, in terms of just famine. Really, like oh, Oh, one hundred percent. So I set myself up when I before I ever because I was sick of T-Mobile. I was like, I have my degree. I'm not. I know I'm not gonna like stay here. I was looking for like a way out. 
And I told myself two things. <laughs> I'd never do a 100% commission job, and I'd never knock doors. And I ended up doing exactly that. <laughs> but the reason is because I learned that's where you're going to get paid your work. Because I hated working at T-Mobile. We had this one <laughs> this uh, one coworker. I'm not going to say her name, but she was just lazy. She, like, just never wanted to work. Because, like, we're getting paid the same. You know, whether I'm busting my ass and doing the most I can and you're doing the least, we're getting paid the same. So in, you know, 100% commission roles, like, if I fail – then like we're not gonna be able to eat next, and we're not gonna be able to pay bills, and we're not gonna not gonna be able to withhold like a certain type of lifestyle. Like my lifestyle, my lifestyle is going to depend on my performance in this job, and am I not going to live my lifestyle? That's kind of how it's like fueled my mentality just to stay. Like obviously, like I said, solar coaster, you're gonna have your ups and your downs, but like that's kind of the light at the end of the tunnel. Like if you don't perform, then we're not eating. On you, yeah, exactly. It's one hundred percent on you, and the success is there. What's well, a blessing and a curse is my manager is phenomenal at what he does, and I see him. You know, every day he's putting up sales, making all this crazy money. Looks a super crazy, like flamboyant lifestyle. Drives an Audi R eight, like staying like snowing, getting all his details. But like, I see that it's possible. It's like What's so close. <laughs> no, and the social is no, <laughs> no. It's cool, and it's like so. When I'm feeling good, when I'm in like at the top of the solar coaster, I'm like bet that's like what I'm aspiring to be because I see yeah. it. I see that it's possible and attainable. But when I'm feeling down, it's like damn, he's doing all this and I'm not doing. It. Which is definitely, I guess, it's good at the end of the day because no matter what, that could pull you out the out the low and. Like, yeah, it is very possible. It is nice to have that. that like that inspiration in front of you, but I, it it does go like kind of tie back into what you're saying in in the way that you don't have to do any extra work other than the shit that you are gonna be benefiting from. If that right. makes sense. So like kind of like what you're saying about that girl that you work with. It's like we're getting paid the same, and I'm doing extra work. In this way, it's like I'm not getting paid unless I do extra work. Exactly. <laughs> so you can be comfortable with what you want to be comfortable with. It's like I know my manager's doing all the extra shit, all the little shit. Right. That, but that's what's really going to make you better at your job at the end of the day and yeah. just yeah. be more successful. But it's also when you're the boss of yourself, it's so easy to just sit and say, you know, I'm not going to make the, that extra call today. I'm not going to go knock that door. Or, it kind of like so gives you, it gives you a new respect for, like, business owners that still show up every day. Because it's like – they are the only person that is going to reap the uh not not the benefits, yeah. but they're they're gonna see the penalties exactly for if they not don't showing up. Yeah. But nobody they could they could easily just close down for the day. Exactly. It would just mean they don't have the business for that day. Mm-hmm. Maybe it looks a little bad. Those but little like, things they, are gonna they, add they up. survive. Yeah. But that that kinda is like crazy how many people don't do that shit. You know, in a hundred percent commission, that's exactly what it I am my own business within Yeah. I'm just going, I don't even wear, like, any branded stuff. Like, I just go into people's house, just, like, you know, dress nicely. And it's like, I'm I'm selling me. Because if yeah. you don't like me, you're not buying. It doesn't matter if I give you the system for free right now. You're not going to sign with me unless you like me. Right. So that's the first battle. As soon as you pull up in the driveway, because everyone has a ring camera, like, that's mm. when it starts. Mm. <laughs> so with that just being, being said, on point. Do you think, like, from there, like, kind of, like, knowing that you're selling yourself and, like, being you, do you think, like, going Not a prostitute, by the way. No, he is. <laughs> uh, yeah, he He is. He's pretty easy to If I'm having a bad month, I'm not hitting my quotas, and it could be. You may need to give him a call. He you prefers soon. male customers, if you know what I mean. If you have a back room, hole in the wall. Do <laughs> <laughs> you think, like, going from here, because you said you want to find a side hustle. Yeah. What are, like, what are some skills and traits you really think that you've taken from this? Like, something that you've really learned? Like, deep le- like do you think there's any lessons you really kind of learned about yourself or, like, anything you learned about life? Learned a lot about myself, solely. Learned that I'm um, not as money motivated as I thought I was. 
Um, I'm, that's like most sales. I feel like I'm yeah. motivated by the lifestyle I'm able to live. So as long as I have like X amount, like I'm uncomfortable. I'm almost uncomfortable with being as successful as I want to be in my head, if that makes sense. Because like I just know that's gonna come with a whole other list of problems and you know extra things to do with that money. As bad as that sounds, yeah, no, I don't know if I it mean, makes sense. I think of it in like I think of that a lot, but like in a different sense. Uh, so I I see what my goals are and like where I want to be, and. It does make me uncomfortable knowing all the sacrifices and the work I actually it's gonna going to take to put into that to actually achieve those, those goals and to reach that and you know but it goes back to also what we were saying you know you're looking at five years or ten years yeah putting, putting in all this work yeah. yeah right and I think with sales too it's tough because you know you're not you are seeing some of those big hitting sales you know but then there are those Slow defeating yeah. yeah those defeating ass grueling ass months where you're fucking talking to people. And they don't want to hear it, and yeah. you're going door because you are going door to door most of the time. Many different ways, but yeah. Because also, I mean, so for all of you that don't know, they get leads sometimes. You know, some things that they picked up, or you know, they g- they give them hints at some people that like may want to call center. Someone. We have people that go knock doors. We purchase leads. We got a couple of different ways. But, but yeah, then also at some point, if you want to make, you know, you want to go the extra mile, you want get those sales. Yeah, no matter what, you want to go yeah, knock those you doors. You get paid on your more own. anytime that you generate it yourself because if it, appreciate it. Yeah, you typically in any sales role, if you're getting the clientele, you know, that's money the company is not spending uh, on that advertising to get get you that appointment. So you get paid a lot more. Like if you think about it, it's like they're paying not just a scheduling department, not just a field marketing department, but also they're doing their own marketing like online and shit like that. So they have all these different like avenues yeah. plus buying leads. Yeah. So, so yeah. they have all these different avenues to spend on finding new customers. So you an employee finding them a new customer is means they didn't have to spend that money. Yeah. So they're willing to give that money to you as the employee basically. So that's just the higher structure on the commission. Uh, yeah. So where would you see yourself though? Like with those like kind of learning this stuff, learning like with other side like, hustles? Yeah, yeah, like what would you see yourself like really putting your efforts into cuz like with with any sales, I think for me cuz actually I've uh, been talking to somebody, he's doing like logistics right now and his like eventually he's going to be doing sales, but it's for his friend. His friend it's going to be his friend's company. They're developing a software. But his job eventually is going to be having to sell that software to mm-hmm. people and make them yeah. like want to buy it. Right, but right now, now, he's doing logistics for the company because his friend owns a company just right now where he's doing logistics for it. He's learning the like, the, like all learning. The ropes of all. Yeah. yeah. So that way, when it comes to selling the software, he understand he already has an understanding of it, and then he can sell it. So with that being said, is there anything that you think from here like you would really just be able, you kind of want to put your efforts into? I think with sales, you're able to kind yeah, of no, it's open grasp mind. a hold of your strengths, you know, yeah. and see your no, weaknesses a lot. I agree. No, it's opened my eyes to a lot of things. Like, I could probably start a solar company. I have a lot of contacts. But I don't think, like, for me to do something, I'm going to have to throw my all into it. The only thing I could really see myself, it had to be later in life, fortunately. Hit, like, hit the lottery or something. But I'd like to, like, own my own basketball court. Like, basketball emporium. Mm. Like, I went, like, I know Slam Ball just came back. That's <laughs> sick, dude. So oh, like yes. a slam ball court. Do people love pickleball? Exactly. People fucking I, I love pickleball. I could even a pickleball court on there, but just like pretty much a whole like basketball one-stop shop. I know there's a ton of kids, mm-hmm. especially here in Houston. I could just like drop one of those centers, have like just a regular, maybe like two courts just to hoop. But then I don't know if y'all seen, there's another type of basketball court. It's not a trampoline, but it's like a, like a bouncy floor, kind of like maybe mm-hmm. like a gymnastic floor. Mm-hmm. That looks like so much fun. Like, I have I mean, seen I that. The thing that I would say about that, like just initially hearing you mention that, 
My advice would be to just start small. Yeah, just like, like start recording yourself going to hoop. Start recording like start posting stuff about basketball. Gain a following around people uh, around basketball and find people that you know or yeah. want to know you and use that as your base, your customer base for whenever you do launch that business because like it it, 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 it yeah, like, like it the right. worst case scenario is is you have a hundred friends that are back to you whenever you start it. Exactly. You know what I mean? That's Best it. case scenario is is you starting it now gains the capital for the yes. business to start itself. And so like that's, that's something that I want to probably take my own advice on. <laughs> but, but, yeah. No, that uh, is good advice. But, but it, it has been something I've been thinking about recently is is that kind of the conversation about time that we were having earlier. It's like the moment you put that foot in front of the other, it's it like eventually, you, eventually yeah. you're going to be rolling yeah. somewhere. Yeah. And that's a bit of a, especially um, if, if you know the destination you want to get to. Yeah. It's, e it's much easier to get there because you can lay out the path for yourself. Yeah. And it doesn't have to be a blueprint that you stick to 100%, yeah, but having a mold, having a mold that you want to go after is something beautiful. And the yeah. way I see it is like, so for sales in general, you know, I mean, if you want to eventually like escalate in anything, it does, you know, a lot of people end up going into pharmaceuticals, selling pharmaceuticals, money is going to be crazy. So you're selling a lot of fucked up shit. In that well, yeah. Yeah. you're good at sales, some pharmaceuticals is just easy money because they're... You don't have to have the guilt or integrity because you can tell yourself that there's a person on the other end of this that has a doctor prescribing type exactly. shit. So you can tell yourself, like, I don't have any guilt or any, like, yeah. I'm not doing anything immoral. I'm just providing the thing that the person is. It's kind of like a selling a phone at that yeah. point. You know what I mean? They got to get it from somewhere. Yeah. Might as well be you. <laughs> <laughs> but that being said, you know, you're putting in all this work and all this time to really, like, develop and sharpen your skills in order to, you know, Sell whatever the next thing is yeah. to sell to make whatever's going to make you the most money. You know, for most salesmen, it's like, hey, have you heard of this industry? The profit margin is going to be crazy. So why not? You know, in my my head, it's always if you have those skills already and you kind of have that discipline of what it takes to really be a good salesman. And I think going back to what he said, he said you were always really organized and you were never a person that just would say, I'll fall back on the script. Yeah, well, I'll say the difference is, is I don't really even see myself as a salesman. I typically yeah. don't really like salesmen because they're pushy. I truly think so. They're like nine times out of ten, I could actually help you save money. And that's kind of like. Oh, like I'm a people pleaser number one, and I feel like I have the I have the salesman it's qualities and skills. It's a, it's a bit, bit of a talking. talking it can sound like a talking, talking point, but it is real. It's like you don't want to be a salesman; you do want to be a consultant. I'm not, I'm not here, here to sell you, you anything. I give you information about something that I think you could benefit from, which is and true. And if you qualify for it, then there should be zero reasoning that you would not benefit from. And I'm the guy you should go with. <laughs> right. So that's the thing. Is it's like. It, it does, does sound, sound like a talking point. point. I'm, I'm not a salesman. I'm just here to be a friend and give you some information that you should have as but a But when homo. you say that genuinely and in your in someone's right. house, usually when I get the sale, I'm spending at least two hours with you. So it's very I'm, hard to fake who you are in the two-hour period. I mean, I guess some people can, but, like, being genuine, it seeps through with people. Like, you know, when you meet people, you could tell, like, your radar, your spidey senses would go off if they're kind of like, oh, that's an iffy or sketchy person or, like, oh, that guy's cool. Like, that's right. something that I could, like, kind of believe in or trust in, you know? I kind of like the uh, the idea. It was a joke, but Steve Harvey said one one time he was just like, "Men have three three truths. There's the the thing they think you want to know. There's the or it's like there there's three truths. It's like they gonna they gonna tell you first. They gonna lie to you. They gonna say this is what I think you want me to say. The second thing is is this is what I think I gotta say for me not to get in trouble. And the third thing is." This is the truth. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's and that's kind of like, like how it is even like 
whenever nobody's in trouble. It's like, this is what I think you want to hear. This is what I'm going to say to keep keep the conversation going. This is how I really feel. You know what I mean? It's like those three things, you kind of got to pull those layers back. You got to deal with the first two to get to the the real shit. You know what I mean? Well, sometimes it depends. Yeah, usually. It depends. usually. Sometimes you're walking, it's a lay down. Like, that's what's so cool about the job is that it's different every single day. Like, until I knock on that door, I don't know who I'm dealing with, who I'm meeting. Lay downs and are like, fun, though. Lay downs are <laughs> the best. <laughs> with that being said, though, I think, you know, having those that skill set for anybody out there, too. You know, once you kind of develop those skills of uh, who you are and, you, like, what you're capable of and going through those lows and highs – then you're capable of doing that in any industry. Yeah, that that's you what know. I'm not saying. Not like any, but like once you have an, no, you, you know solar, so yeah, you're able like, to like. Race. Exactly, but I'm a person like I said. I don't really see myself as a salesman. I see myself as someone that it's all about mindset. Like if I put myself in the mindset of a salesman, I can do the job. Like I feel like if I wanted to do something else and not be in sales, like I could apply the same things, the same ethics, towards that different craft or different industry and do the same thing. But I feel like sales matches up the best with like who I am naturally, if that makes sense. Yeah, so that does make sense. But I could apply that to any other thing. And I feel like anyone can. Like, it's all about your mentality. Like, if you want to go do something, just start. Like, we've been like, saying. You're not selling anything. You're selling yourself. And obviously, like, in the best way possible. <laughs> but but um, that extrapolated, it's like you're not a salesman. What you are is, is just in tune with who you are. And you're able to Try express to be. that better than most. And it's helped me to sense. learn who I am over the last, you know, two, two and a half years of being a Right. But also, you know, I feel like I kind of did all the right things. Like, I've always been in some kind of sales. Like, I've been at uh, Nike as a sales rep. So, you know, I'm not really selling anything. But now that's like a complete customer service role. Like, I'm helping right. you find your shoes, find your size. Okay, now I move up to T-Mobile. Now you know the phone you want, but I'm kind of selling you this. Right. And now I'm selling you the case and the screen protector. So I kind of, like, got baby-stepped into, like, the full sales role. Right. Now it's like, okay, mention, you don't know me at all. I'm knocking on your door. I need you to sign the $70,000 loan your business degree. Exactly. You know yeah, I, mean? I so. always gloss over it. Like, I don't <laughs> you, know. Yeah. School was just like, I didn't even, I, I didn't even walk. Like, we both, I mean, we both, gra- it wasn't 2020. I didn't walk, and I, I mean, but I went to a community college, yeah. so. I mean, I say college is college. Like, I, my first two years at Texas State, I easily could have learned right down the street at Com. But yeah, we yeah. paid for an experience, and I don't regret it because I had a I had an awesome time. But mm. two years there, I took the same classes I would have taken in the community. So right. if you have the opportunity, I would say definitely. But if yeah. you can get away, get out of get out of your town, and because I, like, I, I end up coming back. I think not we've does. had the conversation of of college before, and I do think college is a scam for everything These outside days. of like medical or yeah, maybe right. like. Like law, especially like, these days with even AI stuff like architecture and stuff like that, like where you like kind of gotta be there. Yeah, type shit. I get that, but there's a lot of shit where it's like, one, I don't know if you're actually teaching anything other than just reviewing yeah. things that other people have been successful with. Like, my thing is, is how is art history a degree? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I feel like it's also all that you. really is is you learning about what other people have done in the past. It's not, you're not really learning how to create art. Some of it you are, yeah. I mean, not really though. What you're, what you're realistically doing is kind of learning about other people's arts and different like tactics and how to do it. I think art's a degree. I don't think you can get art. You can get an art history. You can get a degree in almost (laughs) anything because there's no one, they will gladly take your money. But the the whole system's already predatory. They're taking kids fresh out of high school that no one knows what they want to be. And if you do, then you'll probably change. But now you're signing on for a loan, government loan. That's the only thing you can't go bankrupt from. 
You're scooping up young kids and then trapping them in debt. From is the it start. controversial like, <laughs> to think that college is like akin to like the army? It's is a version you know, of the army. That's the army for smart kids. I'm not gonna say you're dumb if you go smart. smart. Maybe not even smart kids because like the the kids going to the army maybe not aren't maybe they're not in the top of their class or anything yeah. like that, but. I'm saying also, sometimes, sometimes when you go to the army, you don't have any other later. options. I didn't mean to say smart, but like you know, if you're out of out of <laughs> what options. Just, what I was gonna say is, is that like the person that goes to the army, theoretically, if they make it through without fucking getting their head blown off or anything yeah. like that, might be the smarter person because they don't have $150,000 student and they go to school for free. <laughs> so like, I mean, theoretically, like whether they didn't have the options or not, they probably made the better decision. But like, we look at army and marines and going into high schools. We look at that kind of like, what? Like, leave the kids alone. Like, you don't need to be like enticing kids. But we don't think about that for college. We we we, we think about college as a higher education. Like, you gotta be doing this. You gotta push towards this this higher education. It's like that's not that's not even half the time. That's not even half of the fucking population of college kids are actually getting a higher education. I think the thing is, I mean, life is. The Whatever you experience. want. Like, yeah, yeah, experience. Experience. That's, 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 well, that's what it's all at. A lot of us aren't really. Think about it. You probably learned more going door to door to sales than you did. I would say I say most degrees now you can Google or even with AI, like it's going to make most things except for the things you said, like you have to be there for. The, the intangible is the professor's experience. Yes. That's the only yes. I've had some good professors that, that like I still like could reference. The to information this day. is the information and you could get it just by buying the textbook. You don't have to be a student exactly. out of college to buy a textbook. Exactly. The, the knowledge is it, there, whatever. but the experience of who is giving you that knowledge right. is different. I would say the biggest thing college helped me with is like I feel like anything i learned especially with the business degree you easily you know could google yes but what you can't always google is the a lot of like the team meeting things and having to like actual like be adherent to a schedule when you know you don't want to having to go to that class having to the submit this at this time like having that. a role play having to do like just learn in a group with other people because that's the real world and that's the experience you're gonna have a shithead on your team that that's is not true. gonna so, you I know mean, do do their part of the assignment I, like i think i recently talked to him about this on one of our recent episodes but uh the like a, a correlation to that is my, like the main dentist that we have is like he was talking to us about how like a lot of people have dental anxiety because the people that they go to for their like their dentist mm-hmm. is someone that top of their class made it all the way through school never got anything but an A uh their pres- their record is pristine they they, they have, have every single like recommendation letter under the sun. But that's all they did. Socially they, awkward. All, they're socially yeah, awkward. They, they don't know how to deal with people. They don't know how to talk to they're people. They're accomplished, so. but they don't. like. Just they, like they, maxing out your stat like one thing. Right, like, right, you right, maxed right. out speed on 2K, but so, so it's like <laughs> they, the jumper. they don't have the thing that makes the information they have tangible. To or valuable, people. yeah. Because sometimes valuable, if you're so yeah. like, you know, just up there with it, then can't relate it to other people to a degree it's like if you can't relate this information to another person there becomes a point it's not too smart it's not that you hit that point but there becomes a point where you having that information almost means nothing Mm -hmm. because you can't express it properly if that makes sense what is it like if you can't share it with others like you're smart but how it's benefiting you but only you honestly it's weird i've been thinking this out so after I read this book, there's like a, a part where it talks about it's like, honestly, living like your best life is life of like, yeah, like, I, not, I, not I like serving, not like serving like tables. No, no, no. Like, like <laughs> serving like you know like the the world service. Yeah, yeah, service. Yeah, service. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like you giving your all into something and like. 
being able to like really like make some like something out of what you're doing and impact others, you know. Right. And it's like you like you know you could have a dentist who's really good at their job, but they fucking are ruining people's days. Yeah, right. You go in like I fucking hate my dentist. Or not even just days, dude. Like that's the thing is like that's a something that I've learned about in this job is like dental anxiety is wild. Like some people have trauma like not just uh i had a bad experience today this is like i cannot go back to a, a dentist ever. ever there are people that walk in that like are shaking from past experiences with other dentist type shit like oh, I've, there, there's this one lady that that has to have nitrous like the laughing gas every time for cleanings for just, <laughs> just for like basic for shit. just basic like super basic just because she had such a traumatic experience whenever she was a child type shit so like there is, i've become like a, almost aware of shit that i didn't even realize was possible you know what i mean like i've i've understood that anxiety and like trauma can be uh what's the word i'm looking for it can be triggered but i haven't experienced it to that level you know what i mean i i always i guess i always think that trauma has to be akin to like some Extra some, negative, some, or, yeah. some, some somebody getting like sexually harassed or something like you know what I mean. I I I guess I have a lack of appreciation for what events can cause trauma. Exactly. You know what I mean? But yeah, no, I think like in in that sense though, you know, you could be really good at whatever you do. I guess, but at the end of the day, you know, it's it almost is not the same if you're like not kind of impacting your community. I don't know. I guess, I guess that's a weird way no, to put it. But it's like no, your main point was like you said it, it's of service. So I feel like like if you hit the lot, if money wasn't an issue whatsoever, like what would you do with that money? I feel like I would end up doing some kind of service with it. Like, okay, I don't have to worry about money, so what am I going to do with this bread? Like, make someone else's life easy. Or make yeah, it's people's Bill Burr's life argument easy. where it's like, they're, they're like, Bill, like you've, you've already made all this money. Like, what are you, like, you going to do? It's like, when you retire, it's like, what do you mean? Retire. They're like, well, I mean, you don't have to work anymore. It's like, yeah, but what else am I gonna what do? What the fuck does that even mean? What would I do? I know that they did that. Pretty sure it was Bill Burr. Oh no, 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 no. That was uh, Seinfeld. Mm. They like came up to Seinfeld on the street. Like he was still like. Was doing it Seinfeld? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Okay, I'll, I'll take it. it. But either, either way, way regardless, regardless, my point is, is that like that 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 point is strong. Where it's like there isn't a end point. The destination doesn't realistically yeah. exist. Like you can get to having all the money and everything situated, but that still you still gotta wake up tomorrow. Never you still have to fill your day. Like you can't. There's only so many days you can have a margarita by the fucking beach. You know what exactly. I mean? Like, I forgot who said that was somebody I've, I've else. Heard that one too. But uh, there's only so many so many days you can have a margarita by the beach, and like eventually you're gonna want something different, and eventually you realize the only things that matter is the giving back, is the making someone else smile. It's not about you; it's about what you can do. Impact. But I heard somebody else talking about it. It's like the the people that don't have like that one person in their life or multiple people that they give back to that they serve those people have like i feel a distorted perception of reality in the way that like it can be very easy to get like delved into your own shit and once you kind of escape your own shit and give back to another person you kind of realize how small the shit thing with actually is you know what i mean but without that you're just living in it. Yeah. Without, Without that, you never, never realize. Gives you perspective. Small. And yeah. once you have perspective, you can be like, damn, well, if they're still doing this, this, and this, they're dealing with all that. Now you understand what they're dealing with. And still, 
Like, I commend anyone, especially single moms, anyone with kids. Like, I saw Robbie recently. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, bruh, like, his I life mean, is, you know, he's a shift worker. He has yeah, two yeah. kids, amazing wife. Like, Trent is a hell of a mom. But, like, still, like, that's just, that's just so much. Like, you still have your regular life things to deal with, and then you come home and got two kids and a wife to deal with. I can't. I don't get it. That's, I, like, that's a lot. And that, you can't turn that off. You can't pause that. Like, that is your life, and that's what you're doing. Yep. I feel like I've been. There's no opt out. Yeah. There's no exit. I feel like button. I've taken calculated steps in my life. Like when you can, obviously things happen. But to put myself in a position like I can't. I mean, I guess I would be there if I was there right now. Just yeah. physically, me like that didn't seem fun to me right now. No, <laughs> like fuck no. Like people, we hey, often baby get babysitting yeah, doesn't exactly. seem fun. We've been like, married baby three years. Having <laughs> right, <laughs> baby having. No, we've been married three years, and often anytime we talk to anyone older than us, yeah, have kids yet? When you gonna have kids? Like I have that conversation I, so I mean, often. <laughs> like when I'm ready. Like no, no, it does not sound like. Why would you want me to have a kid right now if I don't even feel like number one? I could take care of the kid, but I don't want to take care of a kid right now. I, I think that's a lot of like people putting their wants on that's you. That's me and Chris like, have that talk. Often. I I don't have a wife but if i did then i would have kids right now exactly like, I'm saying, well, what is their your perspective what is their that person's motive for wanting you to have kids they want you to be in the same fucking boat they're in because you're not gonna love the kid like i'm gonna love the kid and you're not gonna come and watch the kid like right. you just want to see what us two humans could make and they're like oh good job you have a kid basically right. if you meet someone that has kids you're like hey you have any kids they're like yeah i have two kids this is my boy this is my girl this is what it is and you're like oh that's cool and like, Sick, dude. Hell yeah. but if they didn't have kids you're like oh you should have kids and then it'd be the same thing they're showing you their kids and then that's it it's like what's the value of you telling me to have and kids for people, no they reason wanna, oh, oh you want to see oh, oh i don't i actually <laughs> don't want like, no to i don't want to see your kids yeah. which like, i get it even, congrats you spat a human out congrats like, on the sex i think it's too easy bro. <laughs> i think it's too easy like no, no sex yeah. shouldn't cost children that's, like, that's it should be something point. else that, that is a good point it's like having a kid is is so easy that it's like why do we kind of parade it it's such a huge deal like it's i'm this is not to say that childbirth is easy. I get that that shit's hard. I get that being pregnant, it's hard. Please direct all hate to Josh. Not me. <laughs> but my point is, is that like, it ha it's it's normal. <laughs> it's normal as shit. <laughs> you know, I don't know anybody though that really asks it. Like everyone, I feel like I, around me is like, oh no, dude, I don't want. Any yeah. I know exactly what I'm doing. Exactly. You know what I mean? Until like, like shit's settled. settled or most, or most of them are like, I don't even want kids. But you, the ones that do are like, I'm going to wait yeah. until shit's together. Yeah. Do you think that's a societal thing or like a, an atmosphere thing? Like, in, like a, you don't feel that way, so the people in your atmosphere also don't feel that Like the people you relate with the most are the people you've asked? So, Or, or do you think it's like yeah. outside, even outside of your own atmosphere type shit? It's not. I mean, we just, hell no, it's definitely not. I mean, like, I guarantee you, no, I, Cause I, I love Robbie, but I, you hang out with most of the people that he knows. They're either trying for a kid or they have yeah, a kid. I, 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 yeah. I know somebody that's got a different one on style of life, though. Like that. You have different visions of what you want right now. I mean, yeah, I know somebody that's got one on the way after already having one and, like, trying to figure that out. <laughs> <laughs> and most, most of the people that I know that have kids are usually like, oh, fuck no, don't do that. Yeah. Like, I'm not talking about on anybody. But once you have a kid, especially if you have it, like, with a person on accident, like a one-night stand type oh, shit, oh, like, that kid, are, that is so crazy. Like, now is, you have another yeah, life no. in the world. You don't even know this person or, like, at all. You don't know their family. You I, don't know nothing. And now you have a human in the world with I, them, I like, definitely have, like, a different viewpoint on that because like that's kind of how i was born yeah <laughs> type shit. accident accident babies unite <laughs> you accident the reasons why you should no, are you, are you an accident <laughs> me yeah no i actually boo, my, my sister boo this was, man. i was on purpose <laughs> 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 they were trying accident baby uh, i said accident babies 
they were trying for me. Character. <laughs> sometimes good, sometimes bad. So you're the oldest? No, I'm, I'm oh, the, the, young. the youngest. My sister was next. Oh, okay. So she was first. Yeah. But they were trying for me. Like, I was, we're 10 years apart. So 10 years later, like, well, let's have another one. Gotcha. You're after so, that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, let's live a little bit now. They're like, you know, we could have another kid, I guess, you know. That's fucking hilarious. No, I'm sorry, know. I'm not in that same boat. Sorry, guys. <laughs> no, no, you're good. But, uh, <laughs> oh, yeah, you're fine. Honestly, fine. oh, yeah, oh, yeah your parents love you. Yeah. Fuck yeah, you're good. Yeah, yeah, you're good. Oh, it's fine. Uh, parents thought about you. <laughs> your parents thought it out. Loser. <laughs> you were prepared for it. No problem. Uh, um, they respect the mama, though. <laughs> she held it down. But I don't know, dude. It, it is a strange thing because I think that a lot of times we are victim to our own, like, environment and atmosphere. So we think that, like, everybody thinks the same way that our friends do type shit. But for me, I don't know. I think it is kind of a societal thing right now. I think it's not just in our atmosphere where people are kind of ready Falling to kids. stop having kids. I would yeah. say I can't speak to, like, when our parents grew up or when their parents grew up. But, like, ever since we've been alive and uh, paying attention to, like, just the news in the general, it's always been, like, just straight fear mongering. Yeah. yeah. So it's like it doesn't make you seem too hopeful to have a kid because that's, like, the only it's thing the mainstream has a grip on right now is trying to make us scared. It's almost so to like, the degree where having a kid is an act of bravery. Right. <laughs> <laughs> that's how I feel about it right now. That's kind of where yeah. it's at. All the crazy shit going on in schools, they're teaching kids about blowjobs and, like, like five shootings? and six-year-olds. School shootings alone, like, that's like, just so normalized here. Like, it's I, it's I, gotten I, to a point where you, like, kind of – a little bit of what I was saying earlier is like I don't really know if like school even really makes sense anymore. Like education definitely makes sense, but school as the, a concept the, doesn't really make that much sense anymore. Everything has progressed over time, but the classroom is still we're teaching the same way we taught like a hundred years. There's been no, I mean, I guess they give kids iPads now, but still the same structure of school and everything is the same. Like, right. Like if we wanted people to actually learn, yeah. you're dismissed by the bell, not by they the teacher. They want kids to learn. By the teacher, not by the bell type they put like, What the fuck <laughs> are we doing here? First of all, the bell's, bell's there, there to fucking dismiss me, yeah. motherfucker. Yeah. As kids, that's how we're trained. The bell means to go to the next class. Shut up. If they truly wanted to teach kids, they'd pay the top YouTubers, top tick, top TikTokers to like give them the lesson plans and make them make content. That's what. That's like. To make I it mean, easy. that's not a bad idea. I feel like the way you learn is like everyone knows like if who you they incentivized are. people that already had millions of subscribers and just gave them hundreds of thousands of dollars, the kids are already going to watch it. That's what they're doing. Educational content, like. I'm not saying they would all take you up on that offer, but, like, enough of them would. Enough of them would be like, shit, I got a team of people that do all my editing for me. All I got to do is just find a lesson even if you Even if you only get a few, I promise you, if you give them that content, like, it, that's going to much higher than, you know, making kids sit and read a read a textbook. Like yeah, Hoping they read the yeah, textbook. Yeah, because I feel like that's going, to, that's going against the grain. Like, nobody wants to do that. Right. Right. You want to sit there and scroll on your phone. It's so also, it's a like, bit more digestible. Uh, I think it's also, like, more of a known... Thing that like people enjoy reading when they're not told to people, people whenever you're told to read something it feels like more it, I don't know you get There's that a feeling, feeling that you get does that feeling feel yeah. differently than one it's that same feeling like when you're doing something already and someone tells you to do it like I was already doing that. Well, like, fuck, fuck you. you. Like, now you can do it. <laughs> like, I'm on my way to go do the, do I'll, do the I'll dishes. Like yeah. Like, like, it's like, like, you know what? <laughs> I'll no. put this back yeah. right now. It's that feeling, though. You were okay with doing the task, but now someone else don't need to do it. It doesn't sit right with you. Like the, uh, it's like the 
Whenever you're standing up, it's like, why don't you yeah, sit bro. down, bro? <laughs> like, like, yeah, that's what I thought. <laughs> <laughs> like, no, I'll, like, no, I'll just stand. <laughs> so no, that's an <laughs> unwinnable, it's an unwinnable game, bro. <laughs> you know what I mean? So anything, uh... Sorry. Yeah, my bad. Segways, dude. <laughs> so anyway, you know, I was going to just say, like, like, aside from the, you know, solar and aside from, you know, being married for three years, would you say, like, anything else that's, like, really inspired you recently? Really just been grinding, but what I've been trying to do, I talked to Josh about this the other day, actually, here at Homie Fest, just trying to not just work, like, obviously, that's my main goal right now, is just to stack up money so I can do these side hustles and businesses with solar, but yeah. not keep my head so far down that, like, I'm not getting out and living. Like, I was going to say, do you feel like you're too, because that's honestly kind of what I want to segue into. Thinking about it, like also just being adults in general, do you think like you just being so caught up in just doing yeah, your own shit, I'm just being on that adulthood life? That, so like, in my family, I'm like one of the oldest, like I'm like, I am the oldest cousin. I was the first grandson, so I don't really have a older like role model to look up to. And yeah. I don't have like necessarily say like a solid father figure in my life, so like I'm kind of like freestyling what I'm doing right now. Like I don't know, like it's so <laughs> weird to me. Brother. I don't, I don't. Yeah, that. like I don't know where I'm at. Like when I go to let's just say uh, holidays, for example, yeah. Yeah. I don't know what a 26 year old is like. What is my role at Christmas? Am I supposed right. to be giving gifts for everybody? Am I still a kid and I'm chilling? Because like I'm the oldest of the kids and I'm obviously an adult now. I'm 26, but like. What is my role here? I don't have any game plan for that. And then also I have all, I have a huge family. Now they're all looking mm. up to me. So like, <laughs> like, See, so if I'm not doing shit for Christmas, or doing though, this, like, I had this conversation with my pops recently and he kind of told me some shit that like made me feel kind of stupid. But <laughs> uh, <laughs> essentially I was just telling him, I was like, the reason I don't like go around with my nephews and my nieces as much is because like a lot of times I do feel like I would be a bad influence yeah. on them. And so I don't want to do that. I'd rather be the person that's not as involved and the person that arms them for being involved. That makes sense. I remember you used to say that to Robbie about too. About Robbie's yeah, kids. Like you don't yeah. want, you don't want me around your kids. And it, it, told, it took, not not just then, because I remember Cresta telling me then uh, whenever I told her that, and also Robbie told me recently about, about whenever I mentioned that to him, but also my pops told me the same shit. It's like, why do you think that? Yeah, it's like you're a great like, person like and you have, have a good heart. You have zero aspect of, of knowing how you affect other people. It's really none of your business, honestly. Real, <laughs> it's none of your business how you impact someone else. They're going to interpret you how they interpret that, you. That, but also he's, like, saying, is like, basically his point was is the idea of, like, you could be robbing them oh, of the best, best experience yeah. thinking that you would give them a bad experience. Oh, that, that is something that I've been thinking about yeah. recently. It's like, well, how, how much, much of... The things that I'm not doing, do I wish I was doing, exactly. but I'm keeping myself from doing. I feel like you know you're I mean? a very smart guy and you're like have a very big heart, but I feel like you hold yourself to a certain standard in your head, yes. and yes. you're not always because I'm the same way. Like, yes. like Chris was saying, like you're doing good, you're doing all this. Look how far we made it, but like I know I could be doing better inside. Right. And it's like you're doing great, you're doing phenomenal, thing. Josh. But at the same time, in your head, you're like Josh, you could be up here. That's you're only. You're doing this right now. You only pay attention to the things you're not doing because the things you are doing don't hold weight. Exactly. You're beating yourself up for the things. It's not important. Mm -hmm. It's like the outside. That's like once it's done, it's done. I'm big with like your baseline. It's not in my face anymore. The only things that are in my face are the things that aren't done. Exactly. All the shit that's important and that like the must do's. That's like your baseline. That's I use that like analogy a lot. Like that's your baseline. Like just who you are. 
but then you know you always have your goals that you want so anything you're doing that's in your baseline like you're not giving yourself credit for that because like this is what i have to do bare minimum to be me you know but now i have us aspirations you know to have the side hustle to do this and to do that but you know you're not giving yourself credit for like your baseline and just things that you're you're keeping up with on the daily and that's probably keeping you from hard to do that sometimes it is But that's keeping you from, like, feeling like you're good enough to, you know, be around other people. It's because of, you know, the bad things you do. I've done bad things and, you know, yeah. your own shortcomings in your own head. You feel like you're not good enough. Certain yeah. People. yeah. That, that, that's a lot of it, I think. And, uh, and the other portion of it is just, like, I guess an unrealistic view of, like, kind of what you're saying is, like, what an adult is supposed to be. Yes. An unrealistic view Settling of, like, in how, as an adult. I'm, su- how I'm supposed to exactly. act or be around other people it's like there is always going to be that like man I don't give a fuck yeah you know exactly. I'm, just, I'm just gonna enjoy my life but like there's also that factor of like well i don't want to hurt anybody exactly i don't want i don't want anybody to feel like, bad because of me who am i and how do i want to carry myself as a 26 year old man yes that's a big yes. one that's a tough one and then staying that, true to that like you think finding that balance though between being like in that 20 like i, I mean i was talking about this earlier <laughs> today too it's really hard so do you think being like at the age of 26 right now it's really like difficult kind of finding that balance between you know like working towards all your goals and doing all these things but also finding that balance between maybe yourself yes. your significant yes. other your loved yes. one and then potentially you know your friends your family yes. all these, all these like, I think that's the secret where, sauce where your place is <laughs> and like how you want to hold yourself you Yeah know? that's the secret sauce of life I feel like is finding that balance between all of it I kind of segued in uh, one way but the main thing I was saying what me and Josh talked about at Homie Fest was uh just like Taking myself out of work sometimes and making sure that I'm still making time to have a social life and see like you guys and see see everybody because you know it's been three years already and I could maybe count on my hands at times like seeing each other yeah you know like that's sometimes you get that's that's a good point you get yeah. so caught up in work and like wanting to hit your goals and okay once I do that and like we're doing all this at least I'm doing all this to get financially stable because once you're financially stable then you're free and you're free with your time and then once I have free time guess what I want to kick it like <laughs> yeah. once I don't have to be busting my ass all the time like I want to hang out but if I don't have a relationship with anybody anymore I've been busting my ass, get to that point get to that check mark and then probably feel even more empty because I haven't talked to anyone in a year or two years. I only saw you, you know, once or twice here and there we grow apart, you know, it's also important like to keep true to what you you're trying to do. Like you were saying, it's just like once you, once you build that like idea of who am I and how do I want to be perceived by other people? Like you said, the the hardest part about finding that maintaining it yes the hardest part about understanding what you want is going to get it (laughs) (laughs) you know what i mean and so like at at a certain level there is that like hesitancy to continue down that path even if you know it's good for you just based on all the dumb shit you've done in the past (laughs) like man it's like something like a like a specific example for me is it's like i know that i should be in the gym more than i am for my own health or more than anything else for my own health um and there's a part of me that understands that i will start that journey there's also a fucking horrible part of me that's like once i start that journey i'm gonna be on that journey yeah Ready to start started yeah, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, that's a hard thing you know what i mean you can push like, it off and like it, we said years go the, by so fast and that's the <laughs> it, that's the enemy of it is, is that that deciding to do what you know you shouldn't be doing has more uh 
has, has more, more penalty, penalties yeah, and repercussions yeah. than you might expect in that but moment. But to the same point in advice you gave me earlier, put one foot in front of the other, and once you yeah, start, yeah. there you are, and the time's going to fly by. Then you're like, oh, shit, it's been three months, six months, and I've been that's in the gym. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. And, I mean, I was talking to my pops about it uh, yesterday, actually. Like, uh, there's, I've heard, I think, Rogan talk about it before. Some other people talk about it before as well. Um, David Goggins and shit. But, like, in life, there's, the, there's a force that – people call like the resistance yes that like that once you push through like i i kind of akin it to a lot of times when we're either about to record or planning on recording there's a, like this feeling that comes over me like ah we don't gotta record feeling's a bitch. Uh, i, I don't feel feeling. like record ah uh, you, you know I'm, we'll, we'll be all right it's like once you push through that you do get to like feel the benefits of pushing through that but if you don't push through that and you do accept the laziness whatever it's like you feel exponentially worse oh no 100%. But it's <laughs> so like just warming and easy to just fall into that oh no it, we don't it's have so to. easy to yeah. but then you feel so much worse for doing thing, it. that's that's what i can do resistance to is like making your bed like yeah. you're yeah. never you're never gonna be done with it it's right, always right. coming for you like every day yeah. every yep. day and that's the battle it's the battle with yourself it is get and up and do the shit that you know you need to do like your consciousness is gonna tell you like consciousness is gonna tell you what you up to you like how your relationship with that if you're actually gonna that's a good point yeah i mean not like you don't know what you need to do to be successful like you at least have an idea and an inkling in your head whether you're being honest about being honest with yourself about it or not like damn i probably shouldn't be playing this extra game of 2k right now extra game of fifa like i really should be making really should but it does go back to like you know it you know it's in there it's like knowing what that journey is oh i know what this journey is now I like once I start. It's doing almost that, worse. Yeah. It's almost harder. Yeah. <laughs> it's, like, it's like, for instance, doing this podcast or whatever other goal you have. You know, you're like, okay, I do I stop? Like you getting so far into it, you're like, I can't stop now. No matter what bullshit you end up going through, you're like, ah, that wasn't as good as I wanted it to be. That kind of sucked. Yeah. It's like, well, you gotta keep fucking doing keep pushing it. Pushing it. Yeah, you gotta stop and give yourself grace though for the things that you have started. And no, I have yeah, to. I think we also have like an unrealistic view of success because yeah. like every great person or a great success story you've ever heard started with 150,000 failures yeah. and you don't you don't have access to any of it. You don't get to see I, all of Apple the started in a garage like you know <laughs> I, mean? I mean I just think about like fucking basketball like Kobe Bryant and shit like that like the dude fucking airballed his first three shots in the NBA after <laughs> getting traded on draft night. Like, it's not like in 1996 people thought that Kobe Bryant would be Kobe yeah. Bryant. What were you saying, you and Chris, or what? Um, it, just, yeah. <laughs> no, I was saying me and Chris have tried to uh, just, like, stick to certain, like, habits. And what we've learned is that we go through, as a couple, ups and downs. Because we've been together, if you think, like, so long, like a decade. And within that decade, we've spent so much time together. Like, if you ever think of Corey, it's like Corey and Chris. Like, we're a package deal. Usually show up together, like, nine times out of ten. Yeah, we spend a lot of time together, so we have a very abnormal relationship compared to most relationships. More so, like, best friends, as corny as that sounds. But, like, she really is, like, yeah, she really is, like, my best friend. There's nothing corny about that. It's like, like, why would I feel that? I feel right now, it's like... Whenever someone invites you to do something, you're like, why would I want to do yeah. that without you? Like, why, like, why would exactly. I? Like, it's weird because it's like some people are like, ah, dude. But you're like, ah, dude, like, why would I want? Yeah, like, why would I want to go do something that's not with my best friend and my lover exactly. at the same time? Because that's, like, that's the thing is, is that like the only reason 
that could ever be corny is because someone's jealous that they don't have it. That's I, the thing. I, I guess so. You know that what I mean? It's like that. There's nothing corny. It sounds like a cliche to say or something yourself. like that, <laughs> but it's actually true. So it's like we've always been that way, and fortunate enough to grow up. Like she did grow up with us as a friend. Group. That was right. not like she was like the outsider. Like she was one of the boys before some of the boys were some of the boys. Like <laughs> right. But I mean, even so, I still remember like in the early parts of y'all's relationship. Because I mean, I knew Cressa before I knew you. Really? Yeah. Yeah, I knew her in fifth grade. Like uh, back whenever she was in Dickinson type shit. Like uh, me and her had homeroom together. Like we were pretty good friends. So like like, once she started dating you in sophomore year, I was like, I I texted her. I was like, yeah, what the fuck? A lot lot of people (laughs) were like, so like. There was always always this notion that she had, like, without, I don't know if y'all talked about it, but it's seemingly without y'all talking about it. There was always this notion that she had, like, I don't want to step on y'all's toes. For sure. The last thing I want to do is be the girlfriend that stops Corey from hanging out with his friends. Exactly. But it's crazy how that turned into, well, now I'm not going to hang out with my friends unless you're there. (laughs) (laughs) It is wild. It is wild. I don't see the turn of events. Yeah, but you were saying, like, yeah, like, 10 years. Us together, yeah, like, we're we're not the same person, but we're very close to the same person in a lot of uh, aspects and norms and things that we do, like, in a day-to-day basis. Because we spent, like, even before we moved in together, like, any waking moment that weren't together. So uh, we go through a lot of things the same, so we go through our ups and our downs as well. But just finding little habits and things, um, things to make stick is, is what I'm trying to get at. So, like, obviously, we want to be in the gym more as well. Uh, but just to give a specific example, we went through uh, a period where we were just like, okay, we're going to be healthy. We're going to you know, get on our shit and just do it. We're just going to start, and we're just going on. Uh, we called it uh, like sim mode, like autopilot. Mm. Like, <laughs> you got to be a sim and just do the task and don't put any <laughs> brain thought into it. Like, this is what we do. The alarm goes off at 630. All right, we're getting up. We're walking. So I got us some weight vest. So we just go walk in the morning. We walk all the way down, down the street and come back. That would get us up for the morning and then make us protein shakes in the morning. And, like, I need a routine in the morning because if I don't have a routine, then I'm just going to go right back to sleep. Like, I need a purpose I to be awake that. in the hours that. of early. <laughs> like, I if it's early that. and I don't have shit to do, like, I'm going to sleep. Like, why yeah. am I awake? It's dark outside. Easily. So, like, I had to fill my day with things. And then, obviously, like, that's when we were in our high. Then we start to start to fall off. And usually something happens. One of us gets sick. A holiday happens. And then, like, okay, now we break that, that habit cycle. That cycle. Yeah. So then we now we start to go like this for a while. Now we're plateau, and then we'll plateau, then we'll go down a little bit more. Like, okay, now we're we're not on our shit anymore. Now we got to go again. But what I was getting at is we're keeping things. So we stop going to the gym as much, but we still do our smoothies every day. So it's like just finding, like, how you, like, what works for you, and then just to continue to do those things and then stack. Because right. you're always going to go up and go down, but if you can go up Anything and keep some of those things when you're up, keep those as your new baseline. So now when you go down, you're not going down. So then, you know, we're young. We're in our 20s now, so. Let's keep right. doing like the shit we know we're supposed to be doing. Yeah, by the time we hit our forties, yeah, even through the ups and downs, we should have a lot of good habits and things stacked. Should, should for the should, high, should, should. ideally, <laughs> if you monitor and make sure that you're, that you're a, doing the right things, because we'll also it's not go a, uh, across the board. You fucking will. Yeah, exactly. you gotta make that. But shit I'm happen. I'm a natural optimist, and I believe that things will be better in the future. That's but good. not by themselves. <laughs> like no, you yeah, obviously no, have yeah, to play your part. This isn't the secret. You know what I mean? Like you still have to do your job and do what you gotta do. Yeah, put those things in. Not just I would say I'm board. fairly religious. I would say I count on God to do his half, and I'll do Like, you give me the opportunities, <laughs> make some things happen, and, like, I'll meet you on the other half. He said, I'm going to do, do, do my part. Yeah, you better exactly. That's what I'm saying. Your that's, side, that's really what it is. It's like, <laughs> listen, I'm not expecting you to do all of it. Like, you give me the guy, give me the way, and then, like, I'll do my half. And 
Good. I feel that. So far, that's been that's worked for me. I just feel like you got to get just be going the right direction, going in a good trajectory. It's all come together. Yeah, like you're gonna have your dips and your falls, but that's gotten me this far. Like I'm doing okay for myself. Definitely feel like I could be doing better. Could be oh, doing same. worse. But like same, yeah. here we are, we're doing it. You know? But that's <laughs> the thing is, is that like to be doing better would require a certain amount of sacrifice and exactly. that's the thing is, is that like yes you could be doing better but it would require you at to what expense a different life yeah. yeah it would require you to be a different person yeah and i'm not saying that you shouldn't be a different mm-hmm. person that is doing better what i'm saying is, is that you should be doing whatever makes you happy I agree. and if and if being a little less financially stable or a little less uh, whoever you want to be, type yeah, shit. to have a better make social life or to have a better ex, a better yeah. friend, husband, husband or whatever, da, 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 then so be it. You know what I mean? Like, I, not every great father is going to be a great friend, but I'd rather them prioritize their child than their friend. <laughs> like, let's yeah. just be honest. Yeah. Like, so uh, that that's that's, that's kind of where I'm getting at is, is that like okay. it's okay to fall behind in certain areas as long as there's purpose. Yeah, you know, as long exactly. as it's not just like fuck, fuck it. it. You know, yeah. and, like, like I'll figure it out one day. That that, that can have toxic traits to it, but you don't. You don't want to play super deep into the toxic traits because some of that shit's necessary too. Yeah, that's the hard part of like just figuring out where we're at and just being. Yeah. I feel like in the in between twenty and thirty is just such a weird age because everyone's at such a different stage in their life. Yeah, yeah some people with kids, some people not trying to have kids at all, some people financially stable, some people got home, some people still in apartments. I think about kind of like what Gary V said at one point where he was like, "Everything you're doing in your twenties, you can do in your thirties, but you'll just be more stable." And I think about it like. Fuck that. I guess I might be a little different than other people, but my idea of stable, it doesn't really exist. Like, yeah. sta- stability is a fleeting, like, goal. Yeah. Like, you know, you'll never truly be Yo, stable. going to have another box to check. Yeah, yeah like, I mean, okay. the only way to truly be stable is to have an absolute financial game without changing your lifestyle yeah. or whatever in any way shape yeah. or form but you still have some basic things shit, you would like, shit, like but you get a little, a little bit more money that's, that's how you like, how you, like, like yeah. create stability yeah. i guess but like in even in that you're not enjoying the things yeah. that you're doing type shit so i don't know stability I, I in my eyes like i just want to not have to worry about paying for like just basic stuff like, that, just that, like that food like dinner when i go out like i don't want to have to really price tag that I get, but but additionally, it's like I guess what I'm trying to say is, is that like stability in my mind as a goal limits yourself yeah. to to like this idea of like what you what you got to do to be stable. It's like well, so you're always either you're what always you gonna did, be behind. What if you were capable of doing more? Yeah, and, and you were only worried about being stable. <laughs> <laughs> that, I think that's what like it's that connotation like that yeah. really fucks with me is the idea where. I just want stability. There's a, negative, There's a negative connotation in my mind. So I think of people who want stability, like the most basic, basic yeah. lifestyle you Cookie can Cookie cutter, like, big colony ass. I'm going to get by in order to have, which don't get me wrong, if, if that's the yeah. life you want, cool. For me, that sounds fucking awful. I feel like it depends on awesome your childhood life. because some people yeah, might that's true. like heavily crave that either because they never had it or because that's all they had. They might be comfortable in that or they've that's never fair. had it and they just want to be like, oh, I just want to be stable for once. I live for the rush of life. What yeah, can I because say? everyone's going to want something different out of life. <laughs> <laughs> what can I say? I love fucking Pinto. Beans. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? No, I was saying more so like I guess I like the fucking, I love the rush of not knowing what to, I'm eating tomorrow or if I'm eating tomorrow. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. But more, more so the, 
<laughs> More so the idea of if I'm going to, like, I guess, what can I do? You know, like, what's next for me? What can I provide? Yeah. What am I capable of doing on my own myself rather than just being, you know, okay, I went and did this one thing, and then I just kind of fell into a life that felt stable. Yeah. That's, what, That's I what I think of when I think of stability. It's like I just did these things that – like, like stable is boring? But like – yeah. I, don't I don't think being, I don't think, okay, look, there's different terms, like being financially stable sounds fucking awesome. Yeah. Being stability in general sounds fucking boring. I want a life that's like kind of, you know, like. A little edge own. to it. Yeah, yeah, dude, you want to be on your toes. You, yeah. you don't want to fucking some risk. know what to, yeah. okay, who honestly wants to live a life, I mean, there's probably somebody, but most people, if you ask them, do you think they would say they want to live a life that's the same every fucking day? I don't. No, right? I mean, that sounds awful. I worked at it Amazon. Depends, I hated it, that shit. It depends <laughs> on the extravagance of the same. Now, like, if you woke up every day to, like, a full course breakfast and you went into your living room and just had, like, a stupid bad, bad bitch <laughs> in your living room just, like... you get tired of it, though, if it was day in, day out. I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Depends how no. good. If you're living, like, the top 1%. I, I, I'm, I'm only at 9 a.m. <laughs> here. <laughs> <laughs> but those, those people eventually are like, oh, no, just another We just getting started. You know those, you know those so people so rich, rich like... I'm the boat again. No, I, I get what you're saying. Whatever. You know, you get it becomes but a thing I where you're tired. Beyond, I think that's beyond the idea of stability. There's people who fucking microdose homelessness just to fill something. They're like, <laughs> I, I would pretend to be homeless. Microdose homelessness. Okay, man. That's wild. That's wild. Camping is kind of that. It's just a little microdose. It's in a little micro real quick. Come on, kids. But now the thing is, though, like your s'mores, you know, there's some homeless. There's probably some people. uh, There are rich people out there. I guarantee you that are like, yeah, I pretended to be homeless for a few hours. It's not so bad. Oh yeah, no, I mean, some people do it for their fucking YouTube channel. Yeah, but my point being is, stability is more so. It's that thing where I feel, you know, routine. I think are good. I agree. Like I need, I need some type of routine at least to feel productive. But there's also that point where it's just doing the same thing every day. You're not really doing it. Like, really, I think that – let me formulate my thoughts here. A lot of people feel like a lack of purpose because they're doing that same thing every day without really a meaning for any of it. They're just doing it. Like an end goal, anything that like – you're not happy doing. It also kind of yeah. goes back to his, his point earlier is like whenever you're not doing new things, your time is going by so fast. You like feel like your life day, is just yeah. running past itself because you're doing the Nothing same new. mundane Nothing's changing things. With- Day in, day out. But also, like, no matter where you're at, stability-wise, I think what we're all hitting on is, like, you don't grow when you're comfortable. You grow when right. you're uncomfortable. Like, when you're yes. getting other experiences, things you've never experienced before. Like, that's when we grow and, like, when we thrive. And that's, like, scary because, like, we hate, yeah. hate new shit. But Well, I saw a reel today of, like, this woman talking about how, like, the – the want of something, say like she used a couple of examples, but essentially she was like the the want of being financially stable is directly correlated with your willingness to not be, to not feel financial stability. What that means is that like while you're saving money, it's going to feel like you're broke. It's going to feel like you, you're you not financially I stable. Always feel broke. 
while you're say. saving money and becoming like that, yeah. more stable. That's it's like, like so, like it, across everything, if you want to be better at your job, it's not gonna feel like you're being better at that job while you're learning how to be better. You know what I mean? So like that 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 kind of extrapolates into the, the other fields of your life. Like if you do feel comfortable in something, you don't have a lot of room to grow in that thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. You're not really learning to not grow at that point. Because you're already, I mean, you like if you're fucking doing the same shit every day, like I already know this shit. There's nowhere to go from here. It's not even that. It's almost about the attitude because you could be learning new shit. But if you feel comfortable, if you have this like attitude, like I'll get it together, I'm, I'm all right then you're not actually taking in that information. You're not actually learning anything. You're just being given new information type shit. I think that's... You put it in, like, perfect words. That's exactly what I feel. Which I don't think stability. But that's the thing. I think the concept... The action of stability is beautiful. The concept of it is kind of tarnishing in the way that, like, Stability, like I said earlier, it doesn't realistically exist because every single person stable is different and the same person stable can change from a day to day basis in the way that like you could be absolutely financially stable today until your girlfriend says, baby, (laughs) I'm pregnant. (laughs) Then your financial stability just went through the fucking floor. (laughs) 100%. But it definitely is one of those things where, uh, like, fuck, I thought big time. Like, I had it, and it's brain, brain fart. All right, back to you, <laughs> Back to you, Corey. Back to me. Back in the booth. Just, just no, rained on. There's, I've been trying to contemplate. There's three things that never change in life, and I used to have it down, and I forgot what it's done. But I have two. I have, I have, taxes I have, I have two of the three. It's very similar to that. But two is pain and uncertainty. Those are two. There's one other one, but I, I can't remember for the life of me. But those things are like, no matter what, those are like baselines of things we're always going to have to deal with. It doesn't matter how much money you make, who you are, who your family is. Like, no matter what, you're going to feel pain. There's going to be uncertainty. I can't remember what the other one is. But just, those are things you're always going to have to deal with. Taxes is also true. No, you're always going to get (laughs) Uncle Sam's always going to get hit. But, yep. What was it? The three what? The three amigos. The three, three musketeers. musketeers. <laughs> no, uh, three things that never change in life. I don't know. Um, I think I heard it on a podcast. I read it in politics. a book, maybe an audible book. <laughs> Pain, uncertainty. There's one other uh, aspect. And constant that. work. Yes, constant work. That was it. Those three things. Mm. People who accept is made up of pain, uncertainty, and constant work are better equipped and essentially happier than those who are constantly cr- trying to avoid. Okay, so that's the better though. relationship you get with those three things, like until you die, that's like that's the burden that we have that living on this planet. Live. So get comfortable being uncomfortable with those three items because they're not going away ever. I love that's that. You can master those three things. Like it's not like a guide to the universe or anything like that. But you're gonna have an easier time in the but world. The, the way you put that, well, I guess the way they put that it, it is kind of perfect. It's like the person who recognizes this is better equipped. You know what I mean? Like that, that, because that really is realistically is what it is. If you change that perspective of those things and instead of seeing them as life happening Mm -hmm. to you, that's that's exactly what it is. You know what I mean? And instead, you see it as you getting to experience experience that pain, you getting to have constant work, you getting to have the blessing of 
the the struggles that you have. Our book is already written. Those things are already written in the book. You don't know what page right. it's on. You don't know when you're going to experience right. that, but it's coming. So just like you like you said, experiencing it. Like mm-hmm. not life is happening to you, but you getting the opportunity to experience one of these things are most definitely going to happen to you. It is it is one of those things that we don't give respect to. Like you you're always uh whenever you're sick, you don't respect whenever you're healthy. Whenever you're hurt, you don't respect whenever you're healed. Whenever you're in like crying, you don't respect the moments when you're smiling. And that kind of speaks to like stuff like this where it's like you don't really respect your ability to because there are so many that cannot you know what i mean or don't get to because they died at young age or had a the opportunity. childhood you know what i mean like they're as bad as you think you've had it you have the blessing of getting to continue on you know in in a way i get that that can sound horrible depending on your, your circumstances, but <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that still goes right back to it. Pain, uncertainty, and constant work. No matter what you go through, good or bad, you're still gonna have to deal with those things. So eventually, you could be the victim your whole life. Like it sucks. Like terrible shit happens to people all the time. Victim for them. take ownership, I guess. Forgive people for happens. Bro, I mean, it's easy. It's easy trap to fall into. It's to a, be the victim. It's, it's a brave Sometimes you thing are the victim. Yeah. It's, a, it's a brave thing to to do to forgive the things that have happened to you because one nobody can do it for you. Exactly. It's it is completely up to you. For you but to say two, I'm not going to let this hold me down. It, it doesn't feel like there's any benefit in it. Even, even though there is. Yeah. It, you, don't, you don't feel like you're getting anything out of forgiving that yeah. person that it's did that a thing shitty to you. situation at the end of the day. You, yeah. it, the back of your mind like, well they don't deserve my forgiveness, but that doesn't change the factor of which you will benefit from forgiving them. And that's something that gets lost in translation, I feel like. It's like you're not forgiving them for them. You're forgiving them for, for you. you. Got it. All right. I think, honestly, that's a good place to wrap it up. <laughs> I, love I love your segment. <laughs> yes. All right. Fuck yeah, dude. Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, not. I mean, we're, we're closing in on two hours. So. Oh, well. Purple, yeah, purple yeah. dinosaur. Purple doof. That last thirty minutes was pretty solid, dude. Live your life, you know. Life, like you said, pain, uncertainties, the constant work. Take that away if nothing else. We talked a lot of bullshit. We talked a lot of bullshit, but if nothing else, take away pain, constant work. I think we talked a lot. Of, I mean, we talked about marriage. We talked about fucking uh, like work through sales and just like change of perspective. And then we talked about fucking fucking fucking. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we talked about like that just like working towards your goals i thought it was pretty good so if you take anything get married uh <laughs> don't have kids get married have kids and then Be get happy. divorced uh, make calculated steps <laughs> that's think a good things one. through yeah yeah, yeah, yeah i like that calculated things, steps yeah, calculated are definitely steps. i that's a that's a really good one makes calculated you steps from the great words of Doctor, <laughs> from the great words of Daniel Glebe, you can do better than this, Daniel. <laughs> <laughs> he did say some shit like that. Yeah, he did tell me some shit like that. Real shit. 
funny. All right, thank, all right, thank y'all for tuning in, though. Appreciate okay, you, Corey, for coming for on me. again. Three years later, we had him back on. We'll probably have him on He'll again. He'll be on again. See y'all again. Stay stay see y'all again in 2026. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> y'all keep <laughs> Stay motivated. That's it. Have a great week, you guys. Sounded like you were gonna say some stay motivated and blah blah blah, and I was gonna wait. Pain and surgery, you guys. All right, later, y'all. Yeah, y'all have a good week.